Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Simitai. He's a Jedi arriving. Hello Star Wars fans and welcome to the Positive Star Wars Chat because this is the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. Coming your way via the power of the force and a little help from good old Skype. This is a special session of the PSW Senate because it is Star Wars Podcast Day 2024. 25 years ago on February 7th, the very first Star Wars podcast called Jedi Talk debuted back in 1999, thus opening the floodgates to at least 1 billion Star Wars podcasts actively releasing daily these days. With about half a dozen of those actually enjoying Star Wars. Uh, this is the fourth annual Star Wars Podcast Day, and uh, we're elated to be participating, and thank to our loyal longtime listeners and anyone that may be new to our show um, that's doing the Star Wars Podcast Day rounds and just checking us out along with other podcasts uh, that they might not regularly listen to. If you like what you hear, then uh, just give us a like, hit subscribe, please, and tell a friend about us. Um, my name's Senator Ricky, and I'm joined today by my counterparts. We have uh, Chancellor Stevens with us. Hello! From across the pond. Yes, and we have uh, Senator Ryan. Hello there. We have Marie. Hello. And we have Ron. Greetings and salutations, fellow senators and the chancellor. This feels so weird doing the intro. <laughs> Usually <laughs> Stephen does it, but uh, I have the it. honor. I have the honor today. The pressure is off for me. Yeah, no. You just got to do just... it once a year. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. So uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bail Antilles of Alderaan. Who else has been nominated? Bail Antilles of Alderaan and Ainley Team of Malastare. Who was mentioned in episode one, Phantom Menace, and never heard from again. <laughs> Someone <laughs> notify his family because no one's ever heard from him. <laughs> all right. Um. So now let's, uh, oh, we got to hear a word from our sponsors. So uh, let's take a moment. Don't be alarmed. It's only a laser sword fight. Don't be scared. It's only the Death Star destroying another world. Relax. It's only a movie, and it's all for fun. Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present Star Wars. Rated PG. Guidance and thank you to our sponsors for keeping our Harper Fuel Reserves up and protecting us from bounty hunters. Yeah, um, absolutely. And if a sponsor could get in contact with us, we'd like to know who they are. I know, we haven't got our, our checks or anything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just make them hungry. That's all it's doing. You know? uh, in this special session of the Senate, we'll be taking a look back on our memories and experience for each trilogy and film release and just having some good old-fashioned Star Wars talk. Um, so yeah, well, this is a Star Wars podcast day, so... We are a Star Wars podcast. That how long have we been doing this now, Stephen? Uh, why you ask me all the difficult questions? Yeah, uh, we started twenty. It's longer than you think. It yeah. could be seven or eight years, couldn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, when did Rogue One come out? Because that's when you guys started doing the sentence, right? Sixteen. Uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, because wasn't TFA twenty fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. Just long after, yeah, just after that. Yeah, it was. Uh, you're right. I think it's about twenty seventeen. I think we started in some form, didn't it's we? A- in the golden age, when we had a Star Wars movie every year, and it was <laughs> <laughs> the oversaturation. Yeah, me, me, Ron and Ricky, me, me, I, Ron and Ricky, being it from start. Yeah, 
that's crazy. The old boys, the stewards. You started the yeah. uh, Facebook group around that time, so. I, I've forgotten about that. There was the, oh yeah, let's not go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking me down a path I can't follow, Ricky. <laughs> we do have a Star, um, Star Wars Facebook group, so find us on Facebook and join and interact. So yeah. You can see all the Ryan's uh, board games that he buys. You come across another group with similar name, nothing's going on there, that's not us. I'm so excited for upcoming Star Wars stuff, like games and card games. It's like, oh man, I'm over. If nobody was going to show up today, I swear I was only going to talk about <laughs> some limited card game. I'll just rant to the air. Uh, I don't. You probably caught before you did that. I <laughs> listen. <laughs> know how to record. That's why I keep reminding you guys. This <laughs> and I keep getting phone calls, so you don't want me to record because you'll get a bunch of cutoffs. <laughs> okay, so so I actually do have a quiz question like we do every uh, Senate, but um, oh. I do have a list of 25 questions if you guys want to go it's through not, some. You know, questions being far back at me, is it? <laughs> no, I made some pretty difficult ones <laughs> now that I'm yeah. looking back at them. Anything, um, to be honest, questions difficult for me. <laughs> hey, each, I, one of, each one of us pick a number and we'll do that many questions. You know, ooh. we'll do four questions and, and just That's we'll, we'll each pick. I'll pick number 11. All right, so um, here's the question. Who was responsible for overseeing the construction of Death Star 2? Two? Oh. One is, one would be easier. Right, so somebody pick another number, right? We're doing that. We're answering this at the end, I think, yeah? Oh, come on, Ron. Why did you choose that number? <laughs> oh, 1138. Two's not been out yet. There's oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, second one. Yeah, oh. second one. Yes, well, I think I know. All right, so who wants to pick the next one? I'll pick. Okay, Marie. Uh, number three. Number three. All right, uh, where did director Krennic find Galen Urso hiding with his family in Rogue One? Uh, like 20 miles away from the car park. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It was buried underneath there. All right, so maybe <laughs> UK, joke. UK joke, folks. Um, yes, I know, Richard Third. Yeah, in a car park. And all that time, he, he didn't get fined either. No, no, um, you know, didn't pay in display. Technically, it wasn't a car, though. I suppose that might be one reason. Oh, yeah, okay. I can't remember. Great. Uh, Ryan, do you want to pick next? Sure, I'll go with seven for 1977. Oh, Marie, he was so close. All right, number seven. Uh, who tried to murder Boba Fett while he was healing in the back of the tank in Book of Boba Fett? Let's go with number 12 instead. <laughs> you shouldn't know that. <laughs> well, All right, Stephen, your turn. Which one do you pick? Yeah, one I know the answer. What? I don't think I know the answer to that one. Uh, number 42, please. There is no 42. It's one through 25. <laughs> That's six. the answer. Six? Yeah. 1,138, please. Um, uh, what was that cell block number? Um, uh, I'll go for... I'll go for... A, 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 23? Yeah. Six. Number uh, six. Number six. Okay. What color lightsaber was Anakin given during the rescue from Geonosis? Oh, that's a good one. Remember he lost his and then they tossed him one? Red and yellow and green and blue. All right, so we have our four questions to talk Yeah, on. so yeah. at the end of the episode, we'll uh, try to have our guesses and then we'll uh, see who uh, got them right. So, and everyone at home can follow along. Tell you what, you're right. kind of blind. I've no idea doing the battle with Genesis. <laughs> yeah, like uh, blue and mm. green is a very specific colorblind color. So I wonder what uh, colorblind mm. people see. That's interesting. Any colorblind mm. people, you know, they all just kind of look the same. 
green and blue seems like the big ones they messed up. That's like back, they in the day, up. back in the days when they used to show snooker here on TV and it was in black and white. You know, you had no idea what after the kind of balls were. Just a guess. Snooker, what ladies it? and gentlemen, is oh, a billiard God, so full game. I've just, the... I've just got very British there. So yeah. I <laughs> went, right, went right to the British. I'm pretty sure we say snooker for whatever reason. And then, mm. yeah, B, no, and nobody knows what that is. Not, not snooker. <laughs> but then ultimately, C, the ultimate British thing is you guys televised it in black and white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. I just about remember some on our black, well, we had a black and white TV just back in the 80s and stuff. And yeah, but, you, but no idea. you bring up a fat or no. So, anyway, a fascinating question of right, colorblind, colorblind, colorblind watching Star Wars is, I mean, you get the idea at first because it's Ben and Obi Wan and they're, they're two swords fighting, clashing and sparking. But yeah, what does it look like at that point? And then, yeah, what does the Battle of Geonosis look like? Wow, <clears throat> not to find. What would what would your cat say if it is watching Star Wars? Yeah. I've seen those yeah. videos where cats do pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine was watching with me the other day. I do have a color a cha- quite the challenge, but I have a colorblind uh, telephone uh, guy, a technician. If you know anything about telephone technician working, it's working with all those tiny little wires that are color coded. Yeah. And right. I don't find out about it until, you know, years into working with him. I'm like, oh, my God, what? No wonder my phone system has so many problems, which is a total tease. He's top notch <laughs> and the phone system works great, but just not something you you want to learn. There's a reason he saved that for, you know, a year or two in. Yeah, I'd probably anyway. be worried about diffusing bombs if I was um, <laughs> <laughs> Not what you want to hear. Yeah, not what you want to find out when they're the red wire or the blue wire. I'm colorblind. Well, they do have markings on I thought you were going to say, I got a kind of blind cat. I was going to say, how the heck do you know? <laughs> he asked. <him. laughs> <laughs> but, My yeah. dog sits and watches Star Wars when I have it on for some reason. He just sits there and looks. And like, and he doesn't really pay attention to much, but unless there's like a dog or something on TV. But, uh, we've had a bomb. Di- well, we haven't had a bomb disposal. We've had Grugo, though, um, with a, in, in that sort of shaft in um, the Mando's ship, wasn't he? With the uh, cutting the wires and that, repairing the wires and stuff. That was quite yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. A bomb though, it wasn't a bomb, but uh, it was fine. My cat, my cat really likes the one scene in A New Hope. On the, the one scene, there's more than one scene in it. On the Death Star, and Chewie yells. Oh, oh at the mouse droid. At the mouse droid. <laughs> yeah, there we go, everyone. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. Tip, tip, uh, tip your waiters and waitresses. All right, all right. So let's uh, what are we, what are we getting into? Um, Star Wars uh, talking. Talking Star Wars. Star Wars. It is more than just a successful movie. It is a box office phenomenon. The film is breaking attendance records all over the country. Not since Jaws have so many people stood in line to see a movie. Alan Ladd Jr., an executive at 20th Century Fox, whose film it is, talked about the reasons for its appeal. I think it's just good and evil. The simplicity of the the whole story is what really makes it work. it's a fantasy, and uh, I think we all grew up in a fantasy world, and I think that it works on that level. Star Wars cost $9 million to produce. It will bring in at least 10 times that amount. As a result, the price of 20th Century Fox stock has doubled in the last two weeks. Yeah, so what uh, everyone's memories, or what did you guys do to prep, or uh, just in general, just to prepare for a Star Wars movie when it's going to come out? Um, so I guess we could start with the OT uh, since we're going in chronological release order. So, um, 
anybody. going going way back. You use a way yeah, back machine back. here. So well, you're yeah. talking about just what what it was like to be. Well, we didn't know what the OT was, so to call it the OT was not even. That's not even. Did you have any merch like before? The well, a, a as as I don't want to say the 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 resident. Anybody else see the OT in theater? Well, I, I saw just... the ROT, the revised OT. So I did get to see it in theater, but but you know, not okay. So not in release in the seventies. So so I I I definitely saw. A New Hope in a theater in 77. Anybody else? So did else? I. Okay. So did I. Yeah. No. I was I was very small, but yes, I, I remember it. Not clearly, but I do remember it. Yeah, I'm, so I'm did, six and a half, I think, when it comes out. Someone, do, you, do you remember seeing the commercials on TV? Like the... Did they have TV back then? Like how, how did it work? <laughs> did they, they have, have TV? <laughs> Honestly, I don't for for the for the OT. It's not the OT. It's a New Hope. I don't remember. Yeah, obviously we don't know what it is. We don't know it's the OT. We don't know it's going. It wasn't to be even this, be this thing. It was just a movie that was coming yeah. out. I'm sick. I, I, I'm, the only recollection that I honestly have is that I did see it in a theater um, back then, but it wasn't premiere. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my folks would have had to have taken me. It was at the malls, the only theater we had. And and it would have been the the hype of it all it would have been weeks into it, I guess, it, of the hype of, of what this movie was and, and, and being talked about on the news and newspapers and everything would have gotten. And my parents would have heard about it from others, perhaps at work or something like that. I don't remember clamoring beforehand at all to my parents will take me to see this or, you know, I got to go see this or. My friend Billy told me about it, and I want to go see it. I don't recall any of that from me. I just remember I had seen it in the theater, and then, <laughs> then the floodgates opened. Yeah, it always so seems like, like, oh, I go ahead. That, I can understand that at, like, age six. But once you, it's three years later, so now you're nine, and then you're 12. It's like, you have an understanding of the world and how to expect things. So are you now hyped for Empire in Return? Like, is that just all encompassing your yeah, life so so once you go so what's a new hope 77 uh, esb uh, empire is um 80 and, and return of the jedi is 83 so yeah 10 and 13 there are 9 and 12 and a half whatever it is uh definitely knew what was going on then right definitely have an appreciation and ex expectation of empire obviously we don't know returns coming but yeah star wars happened and i got um, the merge, you know, I remember we were, we were, figures weren't necessarily a big thing for me. I did get those, whatever, but Star Wars cards, I think I've talked about this on Senate's, whatever, but Star Wars cards were the big thing for me. Santa hooked me with an entire box of um, Series 1 blue bordered uh, Star Wars cards. Still have them to this day. It was the best Christmas ever because it was one thing to get a, you know, a couple of packs of those cards, but it was a complete and full box of those cards. So Santa really, you know, I don't know how they did that, but they did the right thing, found the right Christmas all day, you know, opening them up. And I think I ended up with like four complete sets and it was just an awesome, awesome thing. And that was also the, the, the big way to relive Star Wars for us back then because you didn't have the internet for you know wasn't even a thing you know even magazines and newspaper any any sort of ephemeric they was clipped you know anything that had star wars um the serial any of that sort of stuff was just it was captivating and captured as was a kid there, my youth was there any foil or serialized cards you know the ultra rares anything like that or for the card talk people yeah no for the card for that, that wasn't a concept they were just 66 cards. Mm -hmm. I don't even think then we had a checklist. The cool thing about the cards or the reason you would want to collect more or more than one series of them, the back of the cards 
uh, made, um, I believe, two puzzles. Boy, I'm going to draw a blank on what they are. I think one's a picture of Chewie, and the other is the cockpit of, of the four. Anyway, there were there were puzzle pieces, so to speak. The entire That's back right. of the card was the back of a, a, a piece of a puzzle. So in order to complete the puzzle, you had to have, you know, a, a, a complete set, obviously. Mm. And if you wanted to make the puzzle, you had to have a second set, so to speak, you know, to, to if you were going to mount it or do something like that. I thankfully never did anything like that with the cards. <laughs> but could you? Like, are these all individually wrapped cards, so it was still random what you got? Or was it you got the entire set and all these puzzles? No, they were, it was, each pack was, man. Still, how ran many, still random. Yeah, 10, how many is in a pack? And, and the, that infamous stick of gum was obviously yeah, there, the, gum. the pack. The sale gum. Ugh. Uh, yeah, well, it was good for two two bites and, and then you were done. But yeah, they were random random cards um, in each. There were no chase cards. That wasn't a, even remotely a card. No reverse hollow Obi-Wan Kenobi's hand. What's the point of even buying cards then? If there's no <laughs> right. So this is this is fresh off the um, collecting baseball tops and Fleer baseball and football cards that were just had one or two series. The craziness that went that came into the card world and all the various different flavors and brands wasn't a thing. But Star Wars and other entities tried it because I kind of remember seeing then Battlestar Galactica and Close Encounters cards and all. But the Star Wars cards what sp spoke to me obviously, and right no chase card they were just just the normal cards and then trading with friends obviously. This reminds me of uh, Charlie Brown and Lucy's like, you're only famous if you're on a bubblegum card. <laughs> <laughs> so did, were you able to? Do you have complete of the puzzle? Like, could you make this? Yeah, did you have to trade? Well, I definitely right now trade, if you wanted. Yeah, I had. I it, my recollection is is that complete box that I got for Christmas allowed me four complete blue bordered sets, wow. and Ooh. then maybe two partials or, or and lots of doubles. I don't remember that aspect of it, but something makes me think I had four complete sets. This is a memory from a six seven year old kid era, so like it could be yeah. embellishing and flowering. But I seem to be a king of the playground to some extent for the <laughs> three of us nerds that like Star Wars. But you know that 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 you had complete sets and had plenty of traders to help people trade and make and, and maybe and maybe I ended up getting four complete sets because I was able to trade out and and complete some other ones. Um, I haven't seen those in a long, long time. They're buried in the, in, a, in a secret part of the oh, collection. Yeah. For sure, you gotta but open that up. If you got yeah. four, you got to make them puzzles, man. Um, mom was uh, I, my story was that mom was a tomboy and had really liked Mickey Mantle's The Yankees and all that and had baseball cards. And when she grew up and became a teenager and they moved somewhere, they're like, you know, they're pitching stuff. And she, nah, I don't want to do those anymore. I'm too old for that. And pitch the cards and like Mickey Mantle rookie card and mm -hmm. stuff like that was the story. You know, we stuff you just love so that has ingrained in me my my collectible and keep everything sort of mindset plus i love star wars but that's why i never glued the cards and made the i made the puzzle on the dining room table to see what it looked like but i never destroyed if you will any of the you cards value them have the puzzle to to, yeah. to see them because i knew once i did that i was never even though i had multiple sets i just remember having yeah, having the ability to complete the puzzle but that was <laughs> you could put them in a picture frame though. just turn them around yeah, yeah nowadays right nowadays do something sandwich them tight enough and 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 have that um it was a cool picture it was hard some of the pieces you you could tell what they were and others they're so dark you, you just couldn't tell um but yeah the cards were a big deal from remembering the re-remembering the movie i i saw the movie all of i think twice in theater um during that run um and and nowadays i get upset that i have to wait six months to watch it again 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely... <laughs> When's this going on Disney Plus? Yeah, well, yeah. great. I get to see it again. Or... Unbearable. And and that OT. Oh, that's true for all the trilogies, right? We had multiple years in between them, and uh, I'm I am a fan of that when it comes to anything newly released that they don't. Thankfully, they've got, continued that model, if but for a week episode wise that they don't do the the modern construct of dropping it all at once and letting you binge it that they're dropping us one series a week or one episode a week so we get a chance to to marinate in it to to, to discuss it as as we do and to ruminate and think about what we just saw what we might see next week that was a big thing that's that's a big thing of star wars for me is and what i remember is back then is right having that anticipation of empire being a little disappointed because the bad guys won um coming out of it kind of thing i you know as a kid i didn't think it was that it it, it was not revered like it is nowadays as this great movie because you get to see it in the full context of all three or all nine and, and it is very good but back then to a kid ah, what was that the bad guys won and you know then again well three years later we get jedi and and the excitement of that was we're getting another one and the bummer of that was that it was the culmination it was supposed to be the you know the end of it but obviously we didn't know any better and we were excited for it and very very excited for it D definitely by that time the the hype machine the merch machine and my ability to have spending cash was was upped so yeah there was a there was a lot more procured and excited about and collected come return of the jedi era so it, trilogies weren't even a thing back then right yeah vhs's weren't even a a thing to like the night the first vhs was in the 90s if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah anybody that had it on tape, yeah i think there was one episode or one what right they i think uh new hope was living like cbs the late movie on cbs or something one time and people had recorded that that had a vcr and that was unheard of at the time because the, they're just they weren't commonplace yet in in the 80s or even 83 and i don't think the first vhs ability for us to watch it came out until after jedi a box set of sorts I'm well, like, i have i just checked my shelf and i have the original vhs uh with the ralph McQuarrie art before all the revives and it says release 1990 so maybe that's yeah, when VHS i, I remember getting that okay yeah I but i think i think sleep. there's a i think there's another set that came out before that okay because there i remember i've told told this story that i remember getting the box set for a christmas and it's still sealed to this day i didn't want to watch it because i was smart enough at the time i understood the concept that vhs tapes wear out over time over watching like a cassette tape they just go bad and i didn't i didn't pop it i didn't eagerly uh, you pop it into the machine right away and, and and watch the movies because i wanted it to last i wanted the movies to be available for me 10 15 20 years later down the road i'm a naive See, now, kid now you can you pop know, it in the vcr today. yeah so now i can pop it in the vcr <laughs> but i just remember getting that being wicked excited to get it for christmas didn't ask for it didn't know it existed whatever it was just thrilled but but was so scared to want to watch it or, or, or mess with it because the, it was it was this fragile um instance of star wars that could go bad you know is going to go bad at some point in time it's probably bad now i've never watched it but but wouldn't the tape degrade if you never watched it um depends on how they're stored not necessarily degrade but right if if you store it improperly in heat and all that you could be very detrimental to to its stuff but it um it's never been unspooled off the, literally it's never been in a vcr so it's, it's the, the the edges of the tape and all that stuff that goes wrong with tapes and how you store them and everything 
hasn't had the opportunity. Thankfully, obviously, we get re-releases and we get DVDs and and I obviously own it many times and have watched it, you know, the obligatory 500 times. Yeah, I don't I don't um, miss like having to clean off the VHS heads with the alcohol. Oh yeah. <laughs> Clean the VHS heads with alcohol and all that. Oh, that that kind of stuff. That that I was very keenly aware of that kind of thing and just didn't want to degrade my copy of Star Wars because it Mm. was it was this coveted Holy Grail type of thing for me as at that point in time. It's just like I want this to be pristine for as long as possible for me so that I can watch it when I want. I'll let others degrade theirs. I'll watch others at their house or kind of thing. I don't know. I I had it. I had a recording. Someone recorded uh, ESB off a TV. I think it might have been off of HBO or something. And that's what I used to watch. I remember being like really little. I wasn't in school yet eating 3PO's with the mask on I cut out of the box and well somebody did it for me because I was little and then watching Empire Strikes Back but I mean it had to have been like 82 maybe 80 I mean it had to have been like 3 or 4 like probably like around the time Jedi came out you were like, talking about the lead up the, uh, I don't remember the lead up for ESB I think was sort of um we just knew we just understood it was coming I mean the announcement of, you know, you're going to get it. I think it was shortly after A New Hope that we were told that was coming. I don't really remember the hype around Empire Strikes Mm. Back. Because I was a little bit older by then, I do remember the hype around uh, Return of the Jedi. And it was massive for me. me. Um, I wanted to go see it really badly. And um, my mom just wasn't into the whole science fiction thing. So she didn't want to take me. And I didn't have very many options for who was going to take me to the movies. Yeah, I remember so, Return of the Jedi. The only reason I kind of remember any sort of hype of that was the whole Revenge of the Jedi. There was there was a blurb, and there was a slightest bit of, of stuff in the newspaper about the, the the name was Revenge. And I think the one thing I only thing I have well no I've added to my collection obviously, but the one thing I truly collected from back in the day was a newspaper clipping. I think that was announcing the movie was coming. Like that's how you, you know, that's how you, that was our movie phone at the time as you went to the paper and you looked at the movie section to see what movie <laughs> times and frames were coming out or, you know, where they were and when they were coming or something like that, what, what their show times were. And one of those things had a listing for Revenge of the Jedi. And I have since collected a, um, uh, had a good friend, uh, saw me their collection from back in the day and uh, it had a Revenge of the Jedi cast and crew patch that you could mail away for if you were part of the fan club. Mm. But but that so that hype and and I remember the hype of um, it being one because it was the last movie and so they were squeezing things out of it and marketing's getting better and understanding what it means to be a movie and how the radio the local radio station had a had a a thing at the mall to get people to draw them to the mall and they were doing giveaways and they had Re- Return of the Jedi stuff giveaways and I remember getting the bus and taking the commuter the county uh, local. Um, mass transit bus making my way to the mall myself and just hanging out at that radio thing trying to get in anything and everything they were giving away got a huge got the um what is it, the movie bill poster with uh, luke's hands holding the lightsaber straight up in the middle of it the return of the jedi but it was huge it was a big mm. poster and i remember thinking trying to keep it safe uh, for the bus ride home oh and soaps there was that was where they gave away soaps at these little tiny about the size of a, of a playing card block of soap with the characters faces um i still have them somewhere too they're part of my they're a cherished part of my collection because i didn't want you know much like the vhs i didn't want to use the soaps because then i wouldn't have the soap 
any longer th- that was part of my Star Wars kind of thing. So I saved them. I collected them. You know, you need I, like I, a I, glass I, case to put all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So amen to that. So I, my first seeing was, I guess, the next generation when they realized it was a cash cow. So Star they Trek. Re- <laughs> no. When they re-released the franchise. Great. Get rid of him, Ricky. <laughs> Ryan, is that truly, so the re-release in the 90s, is that truly your introduction to Star Wars? Yeah, so it came out, I guess, in 97 is what it says online. Yeah. And 97, so I, the 20th anniversary. So I was, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, I was 14 and middle school, middle school or whatever. And my mom, obviously, she she hasn't told me if she ever saw it in theaters, but I know she took me. I had no idea it even existed type of thing. So, you know, even still at that time in 97, you know, I had some VHSs here and there, but uh, nothing crazy where I sat down and, you know, had family time with uh, and watched a bunch of movies. So, And I think the first one she took me to, at least the one that I remember, there could have been more, but as we'll find out later, my memory's absolute garbage. But the first one I remember is Empire Strikes Back. So I remember going to the theater for that seeing that one um and then whenever those special edition gold box vader head vhs came out i don't know how quickly those came out after theater but i got that as a gift and that's what i remember is just watching those the those vhs's from front to back like over and over again um with my brother to the point where at one point we just lie on the floor and you watch these vhs's and the movie would go to would end and my brother would sit up to press stop on the VA on the VCR and I would push stop on the remote. And I remember him specifically turning around and looking at me and being like, I have the force. And uh, you know, me being a little bit older, I'm like, I use the remote, stupid. Like just teasing brothers. <laughs> but, yeah, that, so, so I'm happy I got to see it in theater. Um, and you know, the more I hope about it, I'm like, man, I see it sometimes released in theaters around me, but it's like very limited. I think they did it last year or the year before. It was really Jedi, yeah. different. Yeah, remember we? I think we were talking about it. We couldn't find it within like a hundred miles of us. So, but, well, I'm uh, a big proponent of that, Ryan. That um, I'm, I, I keep hammering on my local mom and pop, to, but they they still have. They're not quite fully mom and pop, and they have. They're scared of Disney, basically, whatever. To have, uh, uh you know, I show them all the time when other small little theaters do a, a screening of Star Wars for whatever reason. I'm like, look, it can be done. And it's like, oh, they're so afraid of Disney, unfortunately. The the Star Wars on the big screen, even if you've seen it before. Star Wars on the big screen is 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 that movie going experience to see it on the big screen is 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 a big thing for me so much that when we get to the prequel trilogy I'll talk about what I ended up having to do for my kids but it just yeah if you get that opportunity I highly recommend it because that's what it was designed for it didn't come from a book it was initially a story made out for the big screen and it and it plays so so very well on the big screen that i highly recommend it ryan you said your first i'm always fascinated as i talk to younger folks that are with the same fervor and 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 excitement for star wars as i am has been in it this long or whatever that everybody has their their different way into the star wars uh f- fandom and you know what was their first experience so your did i understand your first was actually empire strikes back on the on the in, during that re-release for my memory, new yeah. hope Oh, wow. So you see Empire Strikes Back coming in mid-story, but still, it's an exciting movie. It stands on its own, obviously. Somebody sees it. And then you get captivated in it by the by the VHS rewatchings uh, of, of and the I knew, 
and I knew nobody that watched Star Wars, you know, at the time. So, like, even though, because, you know, being a you know nerd wasn't that popular and easy in school at the time. So if you like something, you know, if you liked anime or if you liked Star Wars or science fiction, it was just, oh, I like the bulls, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, <laughs> no, and this that's... is the rap that I like. So it's it, all that stuff kind of had to stay hidden. I wasn't able to fully embrace my nerdom until I was an adult and moved across the country and was like, yeah, I can do what I want. So, but yeah, it was, it was definitely that that kind of introduced it. And then I was, and we'll get to it later, but as a little preview, it wasn't until the sequel trilogy where I dived in like a thousand percent type of thing. So we're in the, and that's not because it was the sequel trilogy, but it's because I could do stuff with my kids. There's I'm older and I realized I'm like, you know, there's so much more stuff I can do you know i was always invested in comics and stuff but i'm like i need some science fiction but we'll talk about you know that a little I bit later i was like that established six, my pyramid type of i was thing, like 16 right? 17 when special editions came out and like uh i think when they announced them me and my sister we went to go like well let's go to blockbuster and see if we can find them you know the movies and rewatch them because we didn't really and we didn't own a copy and it'd been years i mean star Wars was always like a thing because you know my brothers liked it and it was always just a you know a thing everybody liked, but we didn't actually own the movie. So I remember we rewatched them, and then I do remember like just rewatching them, not knowing if uh, Vader was lying to Luke in ESB. And so then we just watched you know Jedi, and then of course instant gratification because you can just go rent the next movie. Um, yeah, when then when special editions came out, I remember watching everything they did on Entertainment Tonight, showing like oh they're filming this scene and they're putting this thing in there and they're putting job the hut now and like i remember being so hyped and then we didn't go watch it in the theater so <laughs> we didn't go watch the special editions. so those special editions you didn't see in the theater no at the time. We didn't oh, go, no we didn't really go to the theater back when <laughs> sure sure but you know, they're re-releasing them and putting them in a yeah. theater if ever you were gonna go i remember waiting when they came out on video and like each one and i had to go rent it and then watching that and waiting for the next one but yeah what were you I saw the re-release um, in 1997 at the Chinese Theater on opening night. That was fun. Mm. I still have the, wow. um, the souvenir pack. I still have the souvenir pack. It's still in the original wrapping. I have not opened it to this day. It's like a comic book, a poster, um, a couple like a couple of little micro machines, but oh, little nice. tiny tiny micro machines. Um, and I still haven't opened it to this day. It's somewhere in my Star Wars. Stuff. So the, the the famous man's Chinese theater is, is your experience, is your first experience for a Star Wars on screen? My second experience. Well, you saw I think you said you saw it as a kid. As a very small child, yeah. That was in my hometown theater, like the old like an old style like art deco movie house that we had downtown. You saw the um, so, re-release. You saw the re-release of a New Hope. There, very cool. You're from the. You're close to the area, or did you make a tr special trick trek to, um, to get to that? I actually, I grew up in the Bay Area, so um, I was actually close to the Coronet Theater. So technically, I could have been at opening night at the Coronet Theater in San Francisco um, in '77. But in 1997, I was actually in college in Southern California, and my aunt was living in Southern California. Um, the one who took me to see the original. The original Star Wars. Um, well, my um, it was my grandma that took us took us both because my aunt was around ten at the time, and um, she bought me the ticket for my birthday because it was coming out around my birthday. It was in uh, they were re released. They were actually re released in I don't remember if it was March 
because I remember the, they the, all. You mean the '90s things? I think they the released. 90s. I think the '97 release of them. They did a New Hope as around the same initial um, I, I time frame, and then they released the others throughout the summer. Yeah, possibly I see. Possibly it was May. Possibly it was May, but um, I remember that like she bought me the tickets <clears> for my birthday to go to go to um, Star Wars, and um, it was a really big deal. She came, she picked me up, and we went to we went out to downtown LA, and and we stood in that line and it was really exciting because everybody was hyped up there were people who were dressed up in cosplay which wasn't a common thing back then but there were yeah. you know the it it still happened in certain circles i guess and um it was just really cool it was it was an experience that theater a, a cool theater a big house right that's a big hall it's a, of, of it's a of very medicines. big house it's um it's very fancy it's kind of it's really kind of old fashioned. It's very art deco. I don't know if they've redone it since then, possibly, but um, it was, it was like, you know, the old velvet seats and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, Nice. It was very cool. It was it? really nice. That is, was that when you were 10 or was that when the special editions? This is that was special edition. That was, that was 97. So it was a special editions. I've never been inside the Chinese theater, but I've been there and I've seen the 3PO handprints and all that stuff on the floor. Yeah. But I had never been inside either. It was a it was a real trip for me because I had never been inside. I'd I'd always been you know outside to see the um, everybody's footprints and handprints and all that. And I had seen the three the three PO prints and yeah. and all of that. But I had um, up until that moment in my life, I think that was the one and only time I've ever been inside. Marie, do you so, end up do you see just a new hope, or do you see end up going back to see the other two? To I only saw that one there. The uh -huh. um, the there was a movie theater right across from where I worked at the time um, at the university. Uh, so I saw the other two at that theater um, across from across the street from work. Sure. Life gets in the way. It's just convenient and easy. And then. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was the last part of my senior year. And I was busy with finals and, and oh, yeah. you know, trying yeah. to get ready for graduation and. And and very that cool stuff. that you that you can say you technically sell Star Wars uh, at, at, at the Chinese theater. Yeah. Man, whatever it's called. I don't know. Is that the right it's, man, it's it's man's Chinese theater or whatever. I don't know what it's called it, uh, these days. It used to be Grauman's and then it was man's. And I, I don't know if it's gone back to Grauman's or whatever, yeah. but. Um, but that like, iconic. A, so that for anyone who's listening, it's that iconic. It has a, it's just that iconic theater that's always kind of shown in the in the original the trilogy the with the lines and the in the marquee. Yeah. It's it's it in big red. Yeah. And it's the yeah it's the place that has a big lobby a front area lobby area that has all the fancy or all the uh, famous actors footprints in yeah. cement out front while you're waiting or just thing and their signature or whatever. And one of those squares has three PO and R two D 2s feet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So um. Green. There's that. Um, and I also didn't, like I said, I didn't grow up very far from San Francisco. So I conceivably, if anybody had known about it, we could have gone to the Coronet Theater on opening night. And that would have been a big thing. But I probably would have a very vague, if any, memory of it because I would have been really small. I don't I've never heard of that theater. I've heard of the Man's Theater, but not the Coronet. Yeah, the Coronet it doesn't even exist anymore, but that's where mm -hmm. they actually premiered it because it wasn't, um, remember that Star Wars in 1977 wasn't a, a big deal. It was like a movie that was expected mm -hmm. to flop and like nobody had any faith in it, et cetera, et cetera. So they did a small <laughs> opening in the barrier, which was where George Lucas was living at the time. That's oh, what I was going to ask earlier because it was like a slow burn, right? And then like maybe yeah. like a week after it came out, then they had the big lines everywhere, right? A few weeks after it came out, like I remember, um, I remember, like I, I remember vaguely, like I said, but 
I know like during, at least during the summer, that was when it became like really, really, really big, like towards the summer, end of summer, which was probably when I must've watched it because I had to have been close to closer to three. So for the ones that I guess, I guess it would just be Ron, maybe Marie that saw the originals. And then there was kind of nothing after that. What about when like heir to the empire came out? Was there, did you have friends or people that talked about star Wars? And that was kind of at the time considered well that's this and nothing else when you know air because there's no talk of any prequels or nothing no (laughs) i was already in high school by then it was what 1990 Mm -hmm. 91 so i would have been 15 16 and um there i mean i was a nerd i was a loner and there was nobody who who would have talked like uh star wars with me there were a couple there were a couple people but they were you know nerds and loners like me um, there was a guy who I don't remember his name, but he introduced me to the Star Wars role playing game, which was um, a big thing at the time. But we never actually played the game. He just like lent me all the books because he wasn't running a game at the time. And then uh, Heir to the Empire came out and we would kind of discuss it. And um, I still have um, a copy from my local library that kind of got missed when the library went from a purely analog to a new computerized um, catalog system. <laughs> so oh, it's geez. still sitting there <laughs> with the little with the, the little library punch system. card. <laughs> no, with the little library punch card, you know, the little punch cards that they oh, used yeah. to have it yeah. in the library books. Yeah, it still has that in there. Oh, wow. Um, I don't remember when Air of the Empire. I remember when Shadows of the Empire came out. That was like a big deal. That was a big deal, too. The, the, the video game, the book. The book yeah, and then the comics and stuff and everything. Yeah. Oh, we obviously didn't know that we were getting anymore. It was over and done, and and and, and that was exciting in and of. And for me, it's 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 in that wheelhouse of, of uh, becoming a teenager, and you know, it was, I was done. I was done with it. I didn't thankfully get rid of my collection. I think because of my mom's story of of getting rid of her Mickey Mantles, um, held on to things and held on to my love for Star Wars. But it it just wasn't. We didn't know we what we would be getting in the next thirty years. We weren't getting anything, frankly, as far as we were concerned. I remember trying *Heir to the Empire*, the book, uh, right? Is 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 that first of the? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the other there was another book, *Splinter of the Mind's Eye*, but it was in between the movies, and it it, it immediately didn't count or something like that. Yeah, I just yeah, right. I don't I don't recall ever trying that one at all because it, I think that's what stemmed my initial um, love for Star Wars is is the Star Wars story is what's told on screen versus You're what's. Yeah, that, that, that's where I got. That's where that that mindset got grilled into me early, early, early on. Um, and nobody because was, of splinter was of the mind's eye. Anyway, it just yeah, it was it was a thing that that I took upon myself that Star Wars was was what I saw on screen. And and remember trying the book, but it just at, at the time frame that I'm at, teenage wise in life and everything else. And then the book was just all over the place. And I, I think I've told this story before in the podcast, but but somewhere in the book, early on in the book, the bad guy has got a thing wrapped around his neck or whatever that blocks the force. And I'm just like, well, this author's an idiot. We clearly were taught in the movies that the force uh, is made up of all living things. It surrounds us, binds us, and penetrates us all. So what is this thing that blocks the force, this living thing that blocks the force? That can't be. So, puh, you know, threw it, threw it across the threw a room into the pile type of thing. Um, and, and honestly, never got never got past that part of the book just because <laughs> my gotcha. recollection at the time was just like, well, this uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So I'm not reading this. <laughs> and, and 
excuse me, and moved, moved, you know, moved, moved on. Star Wars eighty three, eighty forty five. The, the toys are slowly dying out, and 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 just it as a thing of pop culture is dying out. We all wished or hoped we'd have more, but George said no more. That was the it, the end of the story, and it did have a sort of a nice buttoned up ending there in Return of the Jedi. That it was, um, and I was too old for um ewoks uh, the ewok movies the, the animated ewok things were released i think over in the uk not here and there were the ewok cartoons that were saturday morning cartoons but they were they were early 80s saturday morning cartoon that animation style and the stories and and just they were not gonna happen for for the teenage you know years that i was in now i understand they they ring true for Folks that are younger, kids that are younger, people that are younger than me, that that was their 80s cartoon Sunday morning thing fodder to watch and, you know, love those stories, love that movie. Actually, there's a, right, there's the live action movie as well. Is that released in the States? I don't think those, either one of those were released in the States. Well, just, they didn't capture me. They didn't, I didn't, I was aware of them, but um, don't have any recollection of needing to see them or having to, I, I don't think I saw them in, in, in the 80s decade, let's say. I saw them, mm. I've since watched them to, to be up on and know what they were, but I don't think I've seen it, didn't see yeah, it at the time. I didn't watch them yeah, Disney, but, got them, so. <laughs> yeah, right? The Ewok movies? No, those were, those were released here on ABC. That was their initial, how they were sent to broadcast, or they, they were aired on ABC at one point in time? They, no, I they think were they sent were to like broadcast, Disney. yeah. Yeah. They were they were like direct to TV movies. They were movie TV the movies basically. They yeah. were like movie of the week type things. I remember them being aired on ABC. I was like 12, 13, maybe. So you're a little more of that younger age to be excited for what they were for what they were and coming well, out. Well, yeah, I mean, I was already kind of like over it because you know Ewoks. I was I was getting to that phase where I was a teenager myself. But at the same time, it was. I mean, I wasn't you know quite to the point where you were where it was just like no this is kid stuff but um so i was still kind of in that in that age to find them kind of cute and and not at all annoying like some people did um so i watched i remember watching at least one of them i didn't even know they existed until like maybe the late 90s not even i didn't even know ewoks and droids were cartoons either like yeah, none I, of that I stuff was available. Yeah, we're right. Why would you? The the internet yeah. uh, and just re-releasing of stuff and just any of that and broadcast TVs not not sending. There's no reason anyone to be reason for anyone to it, be it aware of them unless they. Like, I started yeah. getting I'm pretty into, sure like, they were um in the cinema here in the UK. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys definitely had them in the cinema. Sure, went to see one of them. Oh damn it! Yeah, yeah. In, Caravan of Courage and and the other one I think both. In the air, the other one, which I can't remember what what it was called, but um the. Battle for Endor. The, the Battle yeah. for Endor, thank you. Um, Ewoks and Droids, I remember them being on, you know, Saturday mornings and I would watch them. I don't rem- I don't remember what they were about or what, you know, whatever happened, but I was right at that age where, you know, that would have appealed to me because I would I would have been eight or nine at the time. And that only lasted like a season or two, I think. They didn't last so, very long. It wasn't until I followed, started following like Comic Cons like, like in the late like nineties, um, that I would hear people, oh, I bought the, you know, the Ewoks movies there. I'm like, there's an Ewoks movie. <laughs> you know, that's there's... the only way you can get them, somebody had bootlegs or something. Yeah. So apparently uh, it was originally only called the Ewok Adventure, and it wasn't until it released overseas that it was called Caravan of Courage when it released the theaters. Mm. So I didn't know that. I've watched them now. They're good. I like, I like the first one. 
Yeah, the, fir- yeah. the first one was the only one I watched, but no, you know, putting it as a timepiece, you know, for 1984, a TV thing, I'm like... You just put your expectations as this is a 1984 TV movie. It was pretty good, you yeah, know. For what it exactly for what it is, what it was. Watching it now, I wasn't like, oh, it's. Uh, I was like, <laughs> okay, it's 1984. Uh, that's what I would expect it to be. So it wasn't bad. It was weird, and and then I went on the Star Wars Battlefront video game and played as Ewok, and I killed a bunch of stormtroopers. <laughs> so it was like a good segue between the two. So what about? <laughs> Okay, so now that we're done with the OT, so what about the, should we move on to the PT? Did everyone touch on the original trilogy? Should we go on to, like, what the, the prequels. prequels brought everybody? Yeah. Let's move on to that. Okay, Because yeah, so the, the hype for that is then... I'll, I'll start. I'll start, because mine will probably be the shortest. And as I've mentioned on the show, even though I was, what, 16 to 21, whatever they the span that they released, up to... 90, what, 2004 was uh, five. five? Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking, what, 16 to 20-something. Yeah, 21. I have no recollection of those movies ever existing at all in that period of my life. And okay. I truly roll, <laughs> don't understand why. Like I said, it's at that time, you know, when I got to um, – a senior, I started going to movies more. Like I went to see Lord of the Rings, the first one in theater. Uh, I watched both Matrix movies and the second two. The first one I discovered on DVD, but I watched the last two Matrix movies together. I went to go see. Me and my friend did Mystery Science Theater three thousand, where uh, we are obnoxious twenty year olds go to the theater and mock movies. Uh, I apologize to anybody who may be listening 20 years later, but you know we went to the theaters. I watched Jet Li in theaters. I watched the one so. As a senior, I went to the movies a lot, you know, more frequently than I ever had in my life. I boycotted the Matrix and Lord of the Rings when they came out. <laughs> and there was not, no, there's nothing. I remember no talk. I remember no theater lines. It is so weird to me because I started really? to, I would call the theater and get times. I was starting to truly get into theaters. And it's something that is what I consider a family thing. It's like, what does, what do we want to do for family time? take everyone to the movies like i love the movies and it's so weird to me that uh you know knowing what star wars is because what just like i said it came out in 97 to me and then two years later i'm like i have no idea what's happening you know i grew up in a small town i never had a movie theater um until i moved like years later um but Right, was... the one the one nugget you said there is you saw you saw the matrixes in in the theater you saw two and three but you didn't see one so that's going to be yeah true. what what happened there because the matrix the came year. out the same time 99 is is the matrix the range, right? and and the phantom menace so yeah, so kind of... that whatever was going on whatever um influence you were under or whatever was happening there in 99 well, yeah it was affecting completely because you missed the matrix as well yeah well, I just remember them pitting in the Matrix against episode one. Like, I'm not watching that. I don't want to watch the guy from Speed and so, do but then Revolutions, <laughs> you know, Revolutions and Revelations came out in like 2003, 2004. Yeah, those are later, yeah. In those movies, in Lord of the Rings, I went to opening nights on almost every single one of them. Like, 99 was like the, the stuff, man. So, and then all the... Lo- Did so- Lord of the Rings come out, come out after episode one? Because I kind of remember like waiting in line for episode one and the trailer for Lord of the Rings was like showing on the screen. Uh, in the lobby. Oh. Yeah, so I could check here first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's I, just so just weird. Like, so much stuff like 
the same thing with like special editions like when they were showing like oh this is what entertainment tonight and all those other shows had like this is the, gonna be queen amadala and this is her dress and you know all these other they're introducing all the characters and i was collecting all the uh the little pepsi um i don't know their coins or whatever posters um everything had like some kind of collectible um i think it was like bottle caps yeah. and then the, the soda cans and all that stuff and and everything and yeah, kfc buckets and <laughs> Lord of the Rings was 2001, 2002, and 2003. Mm. So that was the prime area when I was going to the movies. And Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith just didn't exist. And I have no idea what well, happened. You probably didn't go to the movies back then, that, you know, at that time. I, not until. I did. I just said, I, I went to all the Lord of the Rings movies. I went to two Matrix movies. Yeah, but like, that was like two years later. <laughs> yeah, but there's still. Yeah, but it was yeah. 99, 02, and 05 where there are three right, movies. Right. So for the hype of the pre prequel trilogy, it's 16 years later. Now, it's, it's, it's shorter than that because 83 is Jedi and 99 is um, The Phantom Menace. And it's not truly a 16-year gap because George tells us about we're going to get the OT, I think, in um, 96. Yeah, and that's why he re-releases, in the, re-releases the, the, the um, special editions in 97 to just to gin up the hype and get the machine going and to get a new generation informed, if you will. So we had a 13-year gap there where Star Wars was, was dead. We, we, didn't, we weren't getting anything more. And for those in the, in the, in the know, and even that, 13 years is, is by today's standard or by today's information we it was 13 years but it wasn't widespread the internet wasn't there twitter and, and all that so it wasn't this big announcement in 96 that always making new it was in magazines or something like that so <clears throat> you weren't necessarily informed so for some of us if you will it was probably 14 years if till you find out about that that's truly happening kind of thing but that was a long break that was a long time to be without Star Wars and 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 uh, to be in a mindset, the dark times, if you will, to be in a mindset of thinking we weren't there. There is no more. There was going to be no more. We weren't getting any more. So when they make that announcement and you find out and it starts to get true and like Ricky saying, you hear the entertainment tonight and the and the Pepsi promos and the KFC promo, you know, well, that, all that stuff happens after the movies, but. The, the build up to 99 is what I'm trying to do. The build up to the release of Phantom Menace and the prequel trilogy and the what happened before was intense, immense, like, and the awesome. The internet was barely starting out. You could go on StarWars.com and watch like the behind the scenes little like three, five minute things uh, from them filming. Like, oh, we're on set in Tunisia, you know, filming Tatooine. We just and, knew like, they were making the thing. Yeah, yeah each was... each week I think they were yeah. released like something online, but it they was would release something and, and then they. Before they had that, they had the little countdown clock, which was the Death yeah, Star, the little Death right. Star display. Remember that's that right. they were uh, setting up StarWars.com? And um, I would watch those videos because I worked at the computer labs um, on mm. camp, uh, one of the computer labs on campus um, at that time because I was in college. Um, and I would watch those things because I had like seven, eight hours to kill. And um, and we had a high-speed connection, so I didn't have to sit there, you know, three hours on dial-up to watch three minutes of footage. Yeah, I remember I yeah. went over to my cousin's house because he had a computer. And so right. when I go visit him, like, computers are prevalent there. at this point in time. You know, yeah. they're not ubiquitous like they are now. And and, and yeah. high-speed any high-speed broadband connections is not a concept either. So it's dial-up. So it's it's for the faint of heart to be able to catch up on any of this and even yeah. know how to get to the internet to get to these things that that might exist leading the to to 
um, be building up to it in, in in the vein that you guys and what we think of in, in these days where you just instantly go search for it and get gratification of a, a trailer drop that you can watch over and over and over again. And I, I didn't so, get any um i didn't have any star wars merch until episode one was gonna come out and then my mom surprised me with like i got two double-bladed uh darth ball sabers that make noise and light up they flash and then she got me a episode one t-shirt and then i got a talking jar jar doll with an alarm clock which i still have all that stuff (laughs) but yeah collectible standpoint there was a um there was a figure a, a stap I forget what STAP stands for, but it's a battle droid on the floating motorcycle type yeah, machine. It was a or whatever, you know, um, <laughs> that that it was a it was a pre it was a um, pre-release or whatever. It, was, it wasn't anything you had to mail away for. It was available in stores, but it was out before the movie. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it was it was it was sought after. I remember chasing and and going to a, a much bigger toy. My town had a it had a Toys R Us. Exclusive? Well, I think Toys, yeah, probably back then it would have been in that Toys R Us have been the only place to to truly sort of sell it. Walmart's and the Targets don't they exist, but they're not the big Toys R Us killers that they are now. You know, so yeah, it was a Toys R Us available. I don't an exclusive, I guess, in that sense. Um, I don't recall it having a Toys R Us exclusive sticker on. It's what I'm trying to say, but for whatever reason, I went to the next towns over bigger Toys R Us. To find it so ron i gotta like so now that the trilogy it's you know it, we always hear that the movies are written for kind of kids type of thing to keep them entertained um but now you're in your upper 20s you go to the theater i assume to watch episode one did you go to the theater for it oh yeah yeah now now i'm truly in great and so yeah i'm there opening night or first so night you, when that movie ends and there's people conversing and stepping out and talking like what was the original? Because we all know there's negativity around it now. There's also people who, have, who are younger who have now grown up and love it. But you in your upper 20s have a full realization as an adult, like how the movie goes and the memories and nostalgia as a kid. So how was episode one when you walked out of the theater? Yeah. So remember, I'm a center on the Positively Star Wars Senate podcast. So <laughs> I loved it. I didn't didn't have a problem. But I mean, I had a problem with any of them. You know that that the the narrative that's that's on Episode One now and its character. You know, and and what and and Anakin and just all of that. I I didn't have any of that because for me, the Star Wars experience is is going and having it presented to me on screen and getting more Star Wars story. So I just got the first little part of how what I absolutely loved, which was the O-Tree story, you know, how how we how we're getting to there. And it was this kid and he created 3PO and 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 Obi-Wan had a master. Well, sure, he had a master. But why not? And and uh, but he saw him die and just all that goes into episode one was just like, okay, yes, let's hear Star Wars, bring it on here. You know, wanted more and was excited for more. Had to wait another three years, you know, until we got episode two kind of thing. Collected a heck of a lot more at that point in time because there was so much more to collect. But yeah. I, from from your question of the star, the the, the movie going experience, I, I remember in not having any problems with it. I don't remember being super excited about anything um or or i definitely went back and saw it multiple times 
but it wasn't going back to see it 20 times. You know, I wanted that time in life and all that, everything, but got, I got the gist and got the story and got to see it and enjoyed it. Um, I, it's only till later and the internet and people, and I think that's a bit of the, the internet gives attention dollars to people. So, you know, they, they throw out yeah. there about their, the disdain for Jar Jar and people go, well, oh yeah, yeah. You know, and you hear more of that. So they, it feeds and builds to that. It's easy to talk about negative things versus as I'm hammering, having a hemming and hawing, having a problem talking about positive things about, um, uh, um, <clears throat> The Phantom Menace, just because there's so much to it or whatever, it's just easy to talk about something like that. So for the people that didn't, it got amplified and, and vocalized and 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 sort of blown out of proportion because it was huge. Star Wars was huge from the original trilogy standpoint. It's back, so then there becomes that, oh, I'm going to be the cool kid and hate on the, the cool thing that everybody likes. So there's a little bit of that that goes into it. But I remember the reviews were bad. Um, but I never really paid attention to the critic stuff, so I was like, "Oh, they're crazy!" Yeah. Like it was a good movie. The reviews of um, <laughs> uh, the original trilogy. Yeah. If if you want to go down that, you know, using that as your litmus test. Uh, yeah. My litmus test is what I saw on screen and what mm. I watched and what I enjoyed, and I enjoyed the heck out of the, you know. I don't think uh, I went um, opening Phantom night. Menace. I didn't go opening night. Um, I remember we all went, like my brothers and you know, we all went, and my sister, and my cousins. We all went like sometime that weekend in the evening but i don't think we went we didn't go to the first showing but i remember coming out of it and i'm like i, I loved it and i was you know i was like i'm gonna I go watch well this again. i didn't go to, i didn't go to the opening decade so you still beat me <laughs> <laughs> i remember waiting I, uh to get I that was, vhs though when it came out i was a, this self-proclaimed star wars fan so i was using it as my opportunity to make up for lost time because mm -hmm. i couldn't as a kid go to opening night or go to the, the you know make, i was using it to sort of uh, make the point and, and enforce the the aspect of my Star Wars fandom that no 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 I'm a Star Wars fan I'm going opening night I want to see you know I want to see want to be the first one be one of the first to show support for it and to be able to see it you know right away I do remember somewhere in its run hearing about how George had inserted um, a, a scene or something but it was only being shown on digital digital theater screens and it was yeah. something about a the robotic hand at the wedding that they do a whole you know it was a very small scene um, oh, episode two. is that episode two i guess it would yeah. be episode, that was episode two. two sorry sorry yeah. i'm getting ahead of myself yep yep no they did they had a phantom uh, pot scene extra pot scene scenes in there or something like that yeah, I don't really. I, so right, the, the the pod racing um, did not in the original release did not have all the laps mm -hmm. for for whatever weird reason. And oh, I kind of, I you know how much of this is embellished and how much is this is in conflated memories. Where I kind of remember watching the movie and thinking, wait, it went from one to three. Well, what happened to two? But you know, just, you just kept going because it. Yeah, the whole part where like you Anakin, didn't need to like, see the whole race fixing the ship that got added. Yeah. I think once the VHS came out, like or the DVD came out, then they added all. Yeah, those. I don't think that got added for the theater, any of the theater release at the time in '99. That was all mm -hmm. added uh, for the for the. What's but the I, I don't remember it, it impacting any of it. Um, I had no problem with Anakin being this cherub little boy, and and what because that was the Star Wars. I didn't. Uh, that's been my my big thing. I've said this many times. Whatever. I didn't have expectations other than having the Star Wars story told to me on the big screen, and I got that, and I was happy. So I've been excited it, that that was Greedo. <laughs> that he was this cherub little kid and and he has some fall later in the next two is going to be okay well that's you know that he wasn't this dark brooding 
um, little kid pulling the eyes off of fly or pulling the the wings off of flying creature flies or something, you know, and just being mean from the very get go. That he had a fall, that was that was not well, a problem. Darth Maul was just awesome. So that's all the darks that you needed in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you kind of remember um, him just being dispatched so quick and and Qui Gon's Qui Gon's death? Uh, we didn't know who he was, but just being a being a oh man, oof. Okay, well. Obi-Wan still right? I do remember coming out like they killed him already. He was awesome. I thought he'd be in all three of the movies, but yeah, the Darth Maul when he got cut enough. I'm like, oh. I'm like, what a waste. They should bring him back one day in a cartoon. And they <laughs> no. did. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. What uh, about was... revenge? Like when revenge came out, you know, skipping ahead. Yeah, um, so attack, attack the clones. I attack had so much hype. Out, you know, they're just expecting that. <laughs> I don't remember any hype, but making sure I saw that next you know, that next installment obviously was when there wasn't much hype for that. But yeah, Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith was the ultimate hype because it was over again. You know, it was it was deja vu all over again in terms of the, the trilogies are ending and this is all we're gonna get and all right, fine, we're getting this, but we're getting the culmination of it all. Um well, they had that DVD set come out with the behind the scenes uh, showing uh, Hayden it put on the suit. And then uh, I think George Lucas went on like three different sitcoms and shows, you know, hyping. You know, but none movie. of that's releasing before the movie. Episode three? Yeah. Yeah, no, it did. I, I had that. I, I bought that DVD set just so I could watch that special little clip of uh, Hayden. I think so. I want to say it was. Yeah, they're the, the hype machine and the marketing mm-hmm. machine is in full bore at this point. They're not releasing anything ahead of ahead of, of the movie showing a scene of him they might have oh been no it was like them like behind the scenes even even it talking was, about it was the it, costume fitting yeah the costume fitting yeah. and i don't think they even actually showed him putting it on they were just talking about and he was holding it you know it would seem like a good teaser because we all know it's coming i mean yeah so it's like well i mean they yeah. had the posters well, and everything and gloves on that'll drive the fandom crazy where it's like okay we're gonna they were gonna see it in revenge and that'll drive people to it the weird thing is, even though I don't remember the prequels at all, around 2006, when I moved across the country for a job and I moved next to a comic book store, and I was like, well, I'm going to start reading comics now because I've always liked comics. And then like a year or two later, I was like, you know, I really want to read science fiction. And I started trying to read Dune and stuff like that. And I eventually settled on Star Wars. I read all those prequel books with, I feel like, pre-existing knowledge that I knew the movies exist and what they're all about. Like, I've seen them, but I don't remember ever seeing them. It's just like, they appeared in my life, and it's like, yeah, you've seen these, and I'm like, when? And I'm like, I don't know. But, I think you were abducted by aliens and the men in black came in and raised you. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, I was straight edge, man. Like, I, my mind was clean all through school. So I have no <laughs> idea what it was, dude. But come... I just sniffed a little bit of glue. (laughs) Influence and friends. uh, Having those helps to, you know, back then, even the 70s, 80s, you know, to to reinforce your your love for or not, you know, just the memories of of things like that. I graduated with 66 people at a school with one grocery store, no theater, no stoplight. Like, Mm. the outside world didn't exist. Yeah, the internet's not in play around like 2010 or 12 and stuff like that they started releasing the books and i read all the books between the episodes and they were amazing like labyrinth of evil is still incredible to me because it led up to revenge of the sith but at that point like i said it's revenge of the sith just existed in my mind as it was always there even though i don't know how it got there i remember trying to watch the gendy series uh, before episode three came out because that was supposed to be the lead up 
and then you had to wait for those to come on. And it was between, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a. It, it, was it, like you talk up. about the build up and the hype. So right, that was that. I remember that being a huge deal. So this is again pre-internet from a content standpoint, and the Cartoon Network had uh, the Clone War. Or I think it was called Clone Wars at that time, um, or, or that series yeah. is called just Star Wars Clone yeah. Wars. And it, it was, was that Andy Tartakovsky series, that animated series. But the thing was, it was once a week, and they the first season was uh, two or three minute episodes. So once a week, two or three minutes of animated Star Wars that captivated the heck out of me. You know, I just, I just, it was Friday night viewing and set the. Now I'm fancy at this point. I had a DVR and set the DVR <laughs> to record. Made sure I recorded so I could watch it over and over again because again the internet's not in play. It's not a thing where you could see content like that over and over again. You were you were on your own, if you will, responsible yourself to do that, to get those things and watch them and and you know enjoy the heck out of those as well. Collected all that. I just that series. I don't think it's enough love and attention in terms of the the um, toys that came out because it was a very stylized figure. I don't think I have any photos of any of those guys. A very stylized looking yeah. figure and a bunch of characters are introduced and again, more Star Wars story. It's it's Obi-Wan and it's Anakin and it was weird. Um, Anakin's um, um, Screaming at the top of a cliff. <laughs> yeah, just his his storyline, his 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 path and everything was just, but it's whatever it was, but it explained and led right up to Revenge of the Sith. I mean, the opening crawl, I mean, that was George's, I think the the whole point that he needed to do, but it read, it led right up to the opening of, of Revenge of the Sith. And it was, and it did it in an awesome, awesome way in terms of capturing Grievous and, or capturing um Palpatine and, and who General Grievous was, and yeah. where we got uh, Jedi Shaggy, um that that was very very and and it made grievous be this imposing imposing scary figure it was it was that was a cool time to have that as part of the lead up didn't care for dirge and his ability to sort of <laughs> <Dirge was> weird <laughs> to, to, to come back together whatever he was he was just new and and different mm -hmm. and, and and cartoony i guess to, to some extent grievous gotta, is very ominous in that series yeah you just got to appreciate george lucas's way to kind of tell a story like right take Take the holiday special for what it is. He was trying to expand the story. So now you have the prequels and even Caravan of Courage. He was trying to expand the story, even if he didn't. I don't know if he wrote it or not. But but then when you have the prequels, he agreed to be like, to have someone make an animated special as a lead up to his final movie. And it's like, that's amazing marketing because, yeah, you now you have these books that kind of tie in or tie in or not. Uh, you have this TV show, which is told to be canon, where it's like, hey, watch this while I take three years to put this movie out yeah. and uh, it'll help build it up to it. And it's like, how incredible is that to get people to kind of keep talking about star Wars. And if you're a true fan of it, you're like, well, now I guess I got to watch cartoon network or whatever it's on. I, I don't even know, honestly, what a person Did Animatrix come out after or before that. The animatrix. I think that was yeah. way, like 2006. Or oh, something okay. Like well, he probably got the idea from that because that was supposed to be in between. Um, the original one in the yeah i don't cartoon. think george is getting ideas from others yeah, i think he's i, think he's I mean it would have had to have been others go yeah, yeah but but yeah at that point in time the internet's becoming oh. a thing cartoon network exists as a is an entire network of showing cartoons so it's looking for well, content and you have like shows like eon flux and all that stuff that was popular on mtv like that's what i mean kind of yeah. The, oh, yes. the, the the pop cultural pop culture 
shifted a little mechanism, bit. mechanism and, and entity that it is now here in 2024 is is fledgling and start it just starting to grow at this point of 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 what's capable and what's yeah. what's necessary what, what what you want to put out there well how do you want to put it out so yeah it's it's an exciting time star wars fan wise because of of what's coming and what yeah. we and and then it was all the 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 end of the movie or the end of the story again you know it 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 was sad it was awesome but it was you know it was it was that whole thing all over again in terms of all right well that was great i'm so glad was, we got that thank you george that was like the coolest opening night i went to i think was that because everybody was dressed up people were dueling on the stage before the movie started and everyone had lightsabers and clapping and all, it, was, it was cool like that was like yeah. it was a small theater i went to and um it was actually the first uh, star wars movie me and my wife went to uh, we were we weren't even engaged at that point yet. but um yeah that was um that was fun like everybody was just hyped up for it and then the movie was awesome that's yeah i remember favorite. the i remember the line being around the movie theater that i yeah. went to which uh is now closed as a matter of fact um, yeah, and that was actually a pretty big multiplex in um, in the town that I was living in at that time. Um, but you want to talk about the hype machine leading up to um, Revenge of the Sith. I went to Celebration 3. Mm, and wow. that that was fun. Uh, uh, George Lucas was there. George Lucas and Rick McCallum were there. I remember that like people lined up and s- camped out in line to go when to see three? George Lucas. Yeah, Celebration 3 was... Uh, Celebration 3 was Indianapolis there. in 2005. Five, yeah. Okay. 2005, Indianapolis. Um, I have a lot of good memories and some not so good, but anyway. Um, yeah, so this that is Celebration was, 3 right before the release of, soon right before, before the, the release of, so then, yeah, the hype machine is insane. The hype machine is in, in full, in full gear. Um, George Lucas is there. He was going to give a, you know, he was going to give a panel. So everybody was like hyped up for that. Uh, like I said, people camped out in line and, uh, the person I was with and I, we, um, basically rolled up that day and got in. So we didn't, we were like, should we go out and camp out? And we were like, we don't, we weren't prepared for going and camping out in line. So we're just going to show up and see, uh, try our luck. And, and we got into the panel and people were pissed because they had waited in line <laughs> overnight. Um, and you just walked right what else? <laughs> We just walked right. We just basically walked right up and went in there. And they had made, um, somebody had made buttons that said, thank the maker. And they had like this whole big campaign of thank you, George. And, and uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, that was the time when I almost re- met Ray Park and, uh, I was frantically looking for my camera and frantically looking for a pen so I could go get an autograph, but uh, I didn't find them in time. And then the whole time I'm I'm looking for my camera and everything, um, my friend is standing there like, were you looking for this? And he's holding up my camera and I could have killed him. Uh. <laughs> I remember uh, I used to watch the, the OC on Fox and uh, they were going to show a clip of the movie. Or a trailer or something in between, you know, one of the episodes. And it was the episode that George Lucas was actually on. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I, I remember it was like little things like that. I'd watch certain things just so they could show like a trailer. Or they show this. And I remember being in the store and seeing the novel before the movie came out. And then I flipped to the last page. <laughs> I bought I the novel and, and I yeah. uh, at Celebration 3 and I had it signed by the author. Mm, that's cool. 
It's, yeah, see, it's and then I remember on my shelf right now. They had a script floating around online. I used to be like big in message boards and forums back then, and people were passing around like synopsis of the movie. I remember reading that beforehand, and then uh, it was it was accurate. It was actually the thing they had the deleted scenes were included in there with the yeah. Obi One in think, the water. And, yeah. I think the Force.net actually had the yeah. syno- the synopsis. I remember uh, that being like a thing. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I printed then, it out at one point. thing I would have avo- avoided like a plague. Oh, what on earth would you would you go? Yeah. Go, yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't go looking for it. I just knew it was there. So I like I didn't I wasn't a member of the force.net. I I belonged to a forum called nightly.net. Mm. And um we actually had a whole group of people who showed up at uh, celebration 3 and there oh, wow. are uh, people I'm friends with to this day that um that were on that forum. Um and I really should have stayed with them rather than who I was with at the time. But, <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I'm still good friends with a lot of people I met on that forum. And it all started because of Star Wars. So, What was next? Uh, well, we had Clone Wars movie? Ryan, uh, Ron, uh, you took your kids to go see that one, right? I did. So, yeah, Star Wars is over um, after Revenge of the Sith. And we're we're back in that mindset of you know, and still the joy is still collected, but but <laughs> yeah, it was nothing. So there was this announcement of a of a Clone Wars of the Star Wars Clone Wars movie. The Star Wars coming back to the to the big screen. It was animated, but it's coming back to the big screen, and that was an exciting time just because now I have kids. Um, um, I had kids during the um, original trilogy or during this prequel trilogy. But um, they were too, too young, little, to, yeah, yeah, too little to go see it, and I wasn't taking them to see it just to be in the theater. I wanted them. It was a big thing for me. They had to have that experience. So I got to take my oldest to the to the youngest was too young to see it to, to go and see it. And I remember going sitting in the theater and 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 getting to see it, and that fanfare plays, and it's not the Star Wars fanfare. And I remember being disappointed because it was like, wait, wait, what? Where's where's the Star Wars? Where's the John Williams? I've since come to love the Clone Wars fanfare for opening Clone Wars, but I was settling in expecting to see that opening fanfare or listen, hearing the Star Wars opening fanfare and seeing Star Wars. They just as soon as that played, I, it was just like, oh, well, I completely what skipped this? this. I, I like, yeah, you didn't see the movie? Watch. No, I didn't watch it. I was like, yeah, why is Anakin have a paddle on? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, like, I'll probably catch it some point. I, I didn't watch it until it came on video. And then I was like, uh, oh, it was an opportunity okay. to yeah. to to see it to to experience Star Wars with my kid in a the theater. So that probably had a big push. Mm-hmm. It was new Star Wars. It was sanctioned by George. I watched Clone War. You know, I was excited to see what it was. But definitely, definitely, I did, did like that. it when I watched it. But I was like, oh yeah, I could probably could have watched. It. I, I I do remember when I rented it. I was like, I should have went to go watch this in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that after. Yeah, I'm a huge fan for that because you only get the yeah. you know those big reveals, any of those things. You only get one opportunity for that, um, yeah. you know, for a first impression or for a first time. So I am your father, and and any of those types of things to to experience that the right way. Could have saw you Stinky know. the Hut on. The and screen. and to 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 have that be a part of your experience is for me a big deal. Because it oh. it is impactful, it is shapeful to to have. Ron, I could imagine, like I would have been like you with my daughter there if she was, you know, born, you know, like during that like time, like totally something I would have went on board. Like, hey, we're gonna go, you know, for showing. Well, so yeah. to to that point, somewhere, and we're talking about the lead up and the hype to it. So so somewhere, what happens? He he announces that he's selling, and they instantly announce that they're making new movies. Yeah, you know, and and that becomes 
a, 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 a wow moment of, of, I didn't, you know, to think of him selling it. I, I always sort of equate it to, I don't know if you know who Bill Watterson is, but the guy that created Calvin and Hobbes is notoriously and thankfully, but notoriously, um, um, uh, a keeper of Calvin and Hobbes. He did not sell it out and, and, and market it. And it, he created this beautiful piece of art and, and this art and all of his books and all of the, all of the, and, and has held on to it as his. And he's quite happy with that and more power to him. It's his thing. But I would love more, but then it would be somebody else sort of creating it. And ew, what's that going to look like? Because I absolutely love what, what uh, Calvin and Hobbes is. So, <clears throat> George selling it off to Disney is is this weird, wow, awesome, yay, it's going to live forever, and they announced, oh, they're making more, that's going to be awesome, but what's that going to look like? But Oh, I was I was hyped, because I'm, I'm a Disney fan, We I've always been a Disney fan, like, so knowing that, you know, having gone to the parks and seeing the Mickey Star Wars merch there, like, I was already on board, so when they said Disney, I'm like, good, perfect, I'm glad they're taking over instead of, like, a Sony or a Warner Brothers, you know, I knew, like, it was going to be you know, taken care of. What that know. first movie is, yeah. is 2015. 2015. So yeah. I have a problem because I now have two kids, two daughters that haven't seen this, the prequel trilogy yet, but a sequel trilogy is coming out on the big screen and I'm excited to take them to want them to go to it. But we haven't seen, they haven't officially seen the sequel trilogy yet. It was hoping it would get kind of re-released on the theater and they'd be old enough and I could take them to it. And it never happened. I don't understand why he didn't redo a, um, a re-release of the sequel trilogy, but he didn't. So that summer, the prequel. I, uh, what's that? No, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Sorry, sorry. The prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy. He, they never re-released the prequel trilogy in, in theater, and at least in my area, anyway. Whatever. That I ended up renting a theater three Wasn't times. Was there something with like 20th Century Fox, like having the rights or something distribution? I don't know. Something like that. Uh, I don't remember any of that. Just yeah. just know it was a missed opportunity that I ended yeah. up renting a small little mom and pop theater uh, playhouse <laughs> type of thing or whatever so that I could show my kids. Because to me, it was a big deal to to see the movies on screen in a theater with 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 surrounded by other people, or whatever. Rented the small theater to show uh, the prequel trilogy. We saw episode one. You know, early in the summer, two, middle of summer and three, right close to or towards the end of the summer, August time frame or whatever, so that they could see them and have an opportunity to watch them a couple of times on DVD and everything at home to sort of encapsulate them um, and, and invited friends and family to this theater and, and, and had a theater going experience for them Um I'd love to interview them at some point in time to see if the, you know their take on it. Um, to me, it was a big deal. It, it was a unique part of it. Gets to be ends up being a unique part of their Star Wars story and 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 their pathway to to Star Wars and what they have seen and can tell that their crazy dad took them to you know rent it at a theater to show them these movies and they saw them that way whatever. But that was a big deal for me was to see them on a big screen and it, it was a big screen, you know, versus just sitting at home with all the distractions and just everything else that could go on. I wanted to have that movie going experience. And it literally was a small little place, had a, you know, had popcorn and, and, and we had drinks and we sat and settled in and watched the, watched the movies uh, the to, as a lead up to the hype because yeah, we, we, we did the back. opposite. We had like, cause you know, now my sister had kids and then like my brother and I did. So like, we had like, little parties you know here at the house we had the blu-ray so like we're we all sat down and did like little marathon parties here and there 
um, just so we can get the kids to, you know, start watching it. Well, I mean, of course, my daughter had she didn't have a choice since she was born. But like the other kids, you know, like we had food and, you know, drinks and everything. So it was like a party kind of atmosphere. And we're all watching episode one yeah. and two. And Star Wars is back. And it's the sequ- it's the sequel trilogy that none of us have any concept of what it's going to be. And I remember, I remember that trailer dropping on uh, Black Friday and sitting there like waiting for it and keep reloading. <laughs> yeah, um, the you mentioned the Disney buy-in Star Wars. I could tell you exactly what I thought uh, because social media exists. So October thirteenth, October thirtieth, two thousand twelve is apparently when I found out because oh, yeah, my, that's post right, simply, it was. my post simply says Disney buys Star Wars. What the f? And, <laughs> like, and that was it, man. Like yeah, we had because because we had no hint, right? There was no sort of inkling that george was talking about it or contemplating right it was kind of i really kind of think it remembering it being out of the blue news yeah it kind of was it was there was yeah no it really was it was and, a oh what wait kind of moment of of wow that makes sense it was, right. a, it was halloween because i remember like that was the date of the 30th and then i was going to dress like luke that year um, and then when I took my daughter trick-or-treating, I was dressed in style. So everybody at every door I went to, they're like, oh, did you hear they're making new movies and Disney's going to buy it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was just, I got that question from like every other house. Yeah. About, yeah. I remember yeah. waking up to that news and going, wait a minute, is is it April 1st? What day is it? Yeah. yeah so it's, uh, and I, to say, I probably wasn't the most positive about it. <laughs> just like, man. You barely watched be- the movies, Ryan. Make a why, why, Ryan? Why? Yeah, is, is it, what, what, what's making it potentially sour? The, Dis, the Disney being this wholesome thing and everything? What, what's the sour part? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like Disney wasn't known as like, you know, they made lots of animated movies. but They made Disney movies, time, right. Also, I think it was in 2010 or 12, they also bought Marvel around that time so we really weren't sure what they were doing they were just getting all these properties and it was like oh man now mickey mouse and all like it's not going to be all kid stuff but now it's they just make great movies i mean that's i mean yeah they're a giant monopoly now but you know that owns all this stuff but nobody i'm I'm a timeline guy that keeps us in check so they bought marvel before star they were like already on the fourth marvel movie by this like right because Iron Man came out. Yeah, they had. I think they already owned Marvel. They they took over Marvel when pretty early on after the movies. Well, yeah. I think it was. Uh, um, it wasn't until I think the Avenger, the second of after the first Avengers, hmm. because the movies took a real big dip, and I think that's when kind of Disney started to buy everything up. Um, so like uh, the second uh, Thor movie didn't do well. The first Cat movie was like eh, so. I can see exactly what it is, but um, 2009. But it's before. Yeah. It doesn't matter when. It's just it. It was before uh, two, buying Star Wars. Yeah, 2009. Yes. So and then you got to think like three years later, uh, they buy Star Wars, and you're like, "Good lord, man! Like, what has happened?" So I actually no- thought that was a logical pro- progression because I mean they already had Star Tours and Indiana Jones, yeah. and both of those were tied to George Lucas, and George Lucas had done Captain EO way back when. So I was like, huh, that's that's interesting. And it, it actually kind of makes sense to me. But, you know, I, me, yeah, me, me and a big Disney fan. 
I would just use the two being hand in hand, like at the park. So you would see Mickey dressed as Luke. I had toys, yeah. like I had pins and stuff. I have a I have a Mickey dressed as Luke as a my lanyard is yeah. My lanyard is the Mickey Mouse and all the other characters dressed up as the OT characters. And then after they announced that Disney was buying it, they shut down all that merch. So you can't yeah, they, squ- yeah. they squashed any of that uh characters yeah. in, 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 in in that was it's any funny of that stuff's quasi collectible because yeah, every they, every time I go to Disneyland I wear that lanyard and people's like, where did you get that? And I'm like, I've had this for like decades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have that. I have that stuffed Mickey that's dressed up like um, like Luke Skywalker and has yeah. the blue lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. And you can't get that anymore. You could you could get that. Remember at the at the exit to Star Tours that. Um, what's yeah. It called? My, the Star my daughter has my, my daughter got that. And she was like, I think a year old when we took her and she chewed up that lightsaber, but she still has it in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a big regardless. Like it was still like, oh, my God. Huge. Which is- yeah, right. Disney fans didn't care. <laughs> we were no, happy. I don't. I don't. Yeah, recall. we were. We were happy. <laughs> I just recall being surprised about it. I guess or whatever. I don't recall yeah. having any thoughts one way or the other, other than well, if anybody was going to, it would be Disney because it was like what four billion dollars. You know, somebody had to shell out a lot of money. But to for George to 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 sell it off, to you know, to give it away, kind of thing was interesting. But it meant Star Wars was going to live versus. My Calvin and Hobbes analogy, where it's it's there is, no more has been produced, it, it, and it, it's it is what it, you know it's it's done in it's the Calvin and Hobbes back. world. But falling Star Wars was gonna gonna grow, and and by the instantly there they did not sugar or, uh, or hold on to any sort of announcement information. They they announced real quick um, that they were making new instant you know making new movies. Yeah, so I, I like the all the all the lead up to we had the. What, there was books that came out before? No, no, that was no. Did Rebels come out before the movie, before Force Awakens, or was that after? Do you remember? Rebels. I believe that was after. Was it after? Hmm. I think it was after. Probably, uh, it probably it was, was after. It came in 2014. It looks like. Oh. Well, oh, so it was before then. First episode, oh. October 3rd, 2014. Yeah, because I remember oh, okay. reading that uh, New Dawn book before the show started, and I read that before. Yeah. Hmm. hmm okay. Uh, but the gist of the of the of the podcast, the hype, the hype around the sequel trilogy, the hype around oh, yeah. Star Wars back, because again, we were it was we were told it was done. We got through, and George was done, and he was he meant it this time. But now it's Disney, and Disney's making it, and it's back, and it's got the Disney marketing hype machine behind it too. Was immense, was intense, and was awesome again. Yeah, you know, yet again. Uh, a New Hope did not have a hype machine because you just you didn't know it was lightning in a bottle, but uh, the Phantom Menace did because it was that lightning in a bottle was getting cracked open and looked at again. And here we are uh, another time looking at that lightning in a bottle, going, "Oh, what are we about to get?" Did they have the Force awesome. Fridays for the merch? Right, that started happening. Yeah, that was yeah. the Force Fridays uh, yeah. thing. Oh, that anyway. I just realized something with Ron saying like, "Oh, we get this." kind of dead era and then the movie returns we'll probably never get that again because while we haven't had a star wars movie in a while um we've constantly had star wars at least on streaming even if you only pay attention to movies and streaming you know it's still there so it's like star wars isn't disappearing from you know all of uh, all the people's minds you know because you have 15 year gaps 
it just goes away. And you're like, yeah, Star Wars was good. Yeah, there's some animated stuff. But I don't watch it. I got a full-time job and kids. I don't got time for that stuff. And then it comes back and you're like, oh my God, it's back. Well, now it's it's been back. You know, even as a, I, again, we're fans that follow it closely. But Grogu, The Mandalorian, all these streaming shows, they're still out there in the ethos of the people who just casually watch Star Wars. Yeah. So even yeah, when right, they were- to, your, to your point, that, right. It's 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 never going to go. There's not going to be a point where it's like, well, okay, we're done. Uh, that's over, and it's never coming, never coming back. It's no, it's that part's over. Some creative is going to go over here and tell about the very very first Jedi and the well, the high what are the High Republic? What are books are we reading? You know that I don't see it dying and, and having that sort of going away aspect anymore because there's so much that could be told and, and done with it. And now an entity that needs to constantly create content, you know, exists and, and can be creating that content. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think we see that either, Ryan. I just kind Which of, is a good thing. yeah, I'm not complaining. I mean, but that, Oh my gosh, it's, I remember when I was a kid, it's been 10 years, it's been 15 years, it's been 20 years and now it's back. That's no longer there because it's, Hey, you want to sit down and watch some streaming shows? You know, it's going to be great to see Mandalorian return type of thing. Well, if they um, want to do like a Rogue One or a Solo and a, an extra movie, you can, they can do that. You know, it doesn't even have to go in line with anything. Yeah, just a, a Star Wars story. I, I yeah. kind of always like the moniker of a Star Wars story. And they showed Solo and a Star Wars story, Rogue One, yeah. and a Star Wars story. Like you know, yeah. to, to add that tagline to it was great because, okay, it's a Star Wars story and it's about whatever it's about. And just... To run with that um, w- would be a great way to sort of keep Star Wars going. We are in a weird. I'm I'm a part of it. We're there's a generation of us Star Wars fans that are mm, scared because we're not going to get to see it all. You know, we have seen it all. Yeah, I know, but but it, it's going to outlive us. You know, they're, they're it's not going to end. I'm going to be hopefully. You know, let's go with uh, 92 and 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 not doing too well, and a movie's going to be released that fall, and it's just like, well, I got to make it to the, you know, to 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 that movie. You know, I want to be able to see this kind of thing. That that's that's a, a fascinating and awesome. You know, we just never thought we were going to have that. Like your your great grandchildren are going to watch Star Wars in a theater. You know, <laughs> and let, let me tell you, I didn't have that realization run until like within the past two weeks where I'm just sitting in bed scrolling on my phone. And all of a sudden I'm just like, there's going to be a point where I want to see a movie and I'm going to die and not be able to see it. <laughs> and it sucks. Star Wars will keep going like Marvel, like, like they're the going <laughs> Spider-Man's still going like there's, there are going to be yeah. 80 and it's going to be like, what, where are we going, man? I, am I going to be alive to see this? Can I get on make a wish to see this movie? Cause it's my lifelong dream to see the 100th Star Wars movie. And and to me, that's the big thing, because it's the Star Wars story that has to me as always. And I've said this many times, I'll say it again, that that the Star Wars story is is awesome because it was a story born on screen and it continues and goes and goes. Whereas the the comic book fodder that is the the Marvel Universe and even DC, I mean, how many Batman iterations and Superman iterations can we have? That's great. That's what never enough. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's comic book fodder. And and that's what makes that work, because you can, as Ryan says, have never enough. But that's not, at least for this Star Wars gatekeeping original trilogy generation fan, is not what Star Wars is, that it's this big ultimate Star Wars story that just should be growing and growing and adding and adding on top of it that um, 
that that's what's scary about I'm not going to get to see the whole story. I'm going to see a lot of it and I'm going to be able to say I saw a lot of it first and in the theater because of the nature of being an original trilogy generation. But, you know, that that story is just going to expand and expand and expand on screen and, and, and keep going, as Ryan said, that there's going to come a time where, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to get to make it. And I really hope to, because I, like you say, make a wish, find a way to get me there. And with all this apparatus that's hooked to me. Just, so, just imagine if like time travel ever happened and then like uh, Ryan went back in time and when Ron's standing in line for Return of the Jedi and he just screams at him, the armor, the armor. <laughs> With no context. <laughs> yeah, with no context. Exactly. Yeah, at that point in time, it wouldn't have. So that's, that's to me, this, you know, what it means to be a Star Wars fan, the original trilogy generation for me, the hype aspect of it. Yeah, I'll be hyped. They're, they're trying, it seems like they might be trying to let it sort of die down in, like, in, we'll meet a Force Friday in oh, order to like build the jet, to gin it all back up. But in this internet day and age, that it'll work for the lay fan. As Ryan said, you know, there's those of us that that just dive into this and know it's so much in and out. But to that lay fan, they're going to be excited. Star Wars is back. They're not necessarily, you know, watching every last and, and dissecting every last thing that's coming out on the Disney Plus channel, or whatever. They're going to be excited that Star. They might then go back and and capture and and catch up on some of that stuff. But a majority of the fans the lay fans as I say they're still fan is fanatical they're still in you know enjoy star wars in that sense they're going to be excited to 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 have it back even though we know it can't uh or that it didn't really actually go away it just yeah different forms shapes yeah it's There's always exciting, gonna be fans and new fans and you know. wonderful time but as far as me and the secret trilogy like i said it, star wars has always existed but i've never been like a hardcore fan. I read books because I needed to read books and I like science fiction and it's easy to fall back on Star Wars. But it really wasn't until the sequel trilogy and even more specifically the moment I walked out of The Last Jedi where I was like, yo, I need to discuss this with somebody, man. And that's when I started listening to podcasts was after The Last Jedi. That's when I really was like every comic and book I read is revolving around Star Wars now. Um, and I have, I'm surrounded in my room of comics and books of that, where I tried to read generally science fiction. Star Wars became it, you know, just Marvel movies, superhero movies set me up for a year after year, multiple movies a year. And it made me, it's like, okay, if you want multiple movies a year, it looks like Star Wars. Well, they were going to do that. Um, and they took it away because fans can't have anything nice, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. Till that moment where I walked out of Last Jedi and I was like, this is deep, man. Like, I, it wasn't just, you know, the rest of the movies you just sit back and watch. Yeah, you can discuss some things. Oh, where's it going from here? But like after Last Jedi, I was like, dude, there's more to this. I got to discuss it. Got to talk to people. Got to listen to breakdowns. And that moment is where it's everything blew up for me. It was re I was walking out of the theater after the last jedi i was always hyped for the force awakens i'm like yeah this looks great last jedi i'm like yeah it looks great but i never discussed star wars it was just here's the force awakens and then two years later you know then it was a year later i'm like man i took the kids to see rogue one i i jumped out of my seat when we got the vader hallway scene you know i was shocked face guy so star wars was great i got to experience it through my kids eyes because i watched my kids watch the movie during last jedi yeah. and it made me love it even more so and that's what i want to do i want to take my kids back to these big expansive movies you know to experience a new maybe even a new story to grow with but i know the secret trilogy is what really reinvigorated and made me kind of be like okay star wars is now a major part of your life that's the first 
Funko Pop I bought. It was like FN two one seven, and that's no FN two one nine nine. It was you know Trader. That's the first pop I bought. You know that's from the Force Awakens. So it started to be like, and also at that age, I was embracing my nerdum even more and more because I was like, you know, I could buy the stuff that I want. You know, I could put stuff around the house. You know, it's I didn't have to put all my comics and toys in like a corner somewhere in my bedroom. I could display it around my living room. And it just blew up. And I'm like, this, this is who I want to be, man. I want to enjoy these shows that I, I don't have to be a guy that carries a briefcase and an adult that shines his shoes. I can wear sweatpants, watch cartoons at any and hour of the day. funny thing, like, now you don't have to explain it to anybody anymore because it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you collect Star Wars, you know, or you collect pop culture stuff. Like, now it's, like, common. So, like, back, you know, 20 years ago, it was like, that guy's weird, you know, but now it's like. Yeah, no, I have a whole Star Wars room. <laughs> yeah, there's so much pop culture that exists, and and yeah, it's you collect football, you collect baseball, you collect Star Wars, you collect uh, anime, you collect you know everybody has a thing they like. Yep. You longer burger baskets, you know. There's just something everyone it's 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 whatever that na- human nature and a yeah. p- piece that has this collecting thing. So yeah, it's it definitely is a bit more acceptable in that sense that oh that's your thing, that's your that's your release, that's your escape from work and reality is to mm-hmm. go do that's cool. You know, everybody has their thing, and it's not nearly looked down upon as much oh. Ryan I agree the same thing I had the Clone Wars uh, the animated shows coming on and just nobody in my life to discuss it with and it, there was deep stuff going on and there was more Star Wars um, world building and mythos uh, just so it turned to podcast and that's what I think we do here at this podcast very very well is to discuss Star Wars amongst Star Wars friends or whatever and and, and fans just to, 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 to hash out what we just saw or what's coming and how it affects us and 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 how it informs us and to make sense of what we just saw or make sense of what we think we just saw or or we need the whole series before we can have that sort of full conversation and really you know dive deep into it or whatever that podcast action is is incredible in in this day and age for for fans to have as a resource to come to something like us and and to the these things and listen to them you know, dive into the to the world building and and what the creators presented for us, and and sometimes the minutia of how it got created and and what might be behind the scenes stuff or whatever too. But but that podcast um, is is why I think we're all here. That ability to talk Star Wars with like minded folks is very very powerful. And yeah, we and all have wonderful. somebody to talk to now. With yeah, know, basically, but... yeah, that's what it is. I got somebody to. <laughs> That understands that gets me. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to pull any punches or hold anything back, so to speak. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't it's, have it's, to explain you're crazy. You just, yeah. you just go with it. <laughs> yes, I do not have to explain my crazy. I, I always joke <laughs> that like uh, old folks' homes are going to be uh, interesting when uh, we all get up there because everyone's going to be playing video games and playing pokemon and watching star wars <laughs> it, it is very true working in that area whatever the right as as this generation as as we come through whatever that that's you know the thing that you know you have star wars movie night you can have mcu movie night and everybody's going to be yeah. talking about it and, and rambling on and then carrying you know that, that there's yeah. a strong potential for that for sure you could have that wing or find that home that's um geared towards that those types of folks it's a star wars themed retirement home you have to dress in cosplay <laughs> It could, be a, it could be a legit sitting in, thing. Sitting in an old folks' home, and it's like, yeah, go, gotta play, gotta play grandpa's oldies, and it's like Tupac. And Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They're yeah, just like, exactly. It's so old, Grandpa. You just don't get it nowadays. Like I saw Taylor Swift in person. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, keep telling yourself. So to, to 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 keep with the theme, we have one last little tiny little bit of hype, and that's where are we at now, right now. We're at the hype, and that's the Bad Batch, right? We were hyped for the that Bad Batch trailer just dropped for us, uh, season two or three, whatever the final season. Three. So yeah, and it looks gorgeous. I mean, right. just the sheer aesthetics of it looks awesome, let alone the story they're going to tell me. And I'm beyond excited to to see that. And it has a three episode drop. So like an hour and a half of new story. Oh, I'm going to settle into my easy chair like you, well, you we'll can't have to, imagine. We'll have to, to do a to, deep dive into that on the, the proper Senate like that. We, yeah, that yeah. Deserves time. Yeah. Oh, you know it's going to deserve some 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 um, some of our in-depth analysis. Otherwise, just chatting about what we saw on the screen because yeah, it's it going to be so look so very I'm, very I'm, much looking forward to it. I don't can't say that there's any hype in terms of the uh, uh, marketing. Uh, there might be some toy release or something released, or whatever, but that yeah. whole world is completely different these days compared to the Phantom Menace and its Midnight Madness and its wall sheer. Just yeah. I remember that Toys R Us and its obscene wall of, of of figures on pegs after figures on pegs after, and all of that sort of stuff was intense. And I think all of that's a bit gone uh, for us from a hype standpoint. That Force Friday thing sort of fizzled out as well. Oh, and, I'm making it my business too. to pick up all the Landos I find on clearance now. I've gotten like multiple copies. <laughs> yeah, pick up a lot. I think with the thing to pick up the Micro Galaxy Micro Squadron. Oh, yeah, I started collecting those now. Um, I don't know why I started. That line had a line uh, or a, a different couple of different form factors. And one of them was a clear bubble cased and it had a size Ventress's um, mm. ship. And that thing yeah. languished. Yeah, it, was a, it was a, it was a, it was um, a, a peg warmer. It was collecting dust. I've seen so it I everywhere. Seen those. I haven't well, seen those on the pegs. They were released a long, long time ago. So they're, I'm sure the managers and the, and the store recaps and, or the, um, the layouts and everything are expecting them to be gone. So they're where they exist anymore, or whatever. But I suggest picking one of those up since we're getting a Saj back. Is that the micro series, right? The micro yeah, squadron, the micro, micro galaxy. Yeah. Or yeah see, we only get the blind boxes and we only have ever gotten the big giant ships like the ATATs and the Falcon. So I've never, uh, I've never seen those. I got to keep them. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I wasn't paying attention when they were out at the time. But. Yeah, no, they have they have been out for a very very long time. So, so yeah, I think we should should. Uh, yeah, let's uh we'll wrap questions. this guy up. It's been an absolute blast through the recap and going through the going going back in the time machine to, yeah. to remembering some of that time frame. All right, so well now I'm gonna now stuff. I'm gonna test your knowledge. Uh, All the quiz. You yeah, yeah, work yeah. your brain. Use my knowledge. I beg you. I will quickly discover the truth of all this. So, okay, first question. So, whoever knows it, uh, who was responsible for overseeing the construction of Death Star 2? Wait, is this just for Ron or all of us? No, I think uh, it's, it's if we knew it. Yeah. I don't... I, it's I'll, say, I'll see who, who got it right. So. Uh, yeah. so, I guess, Ron, you can go first. I don't know his name. Is it? I need more time. I need more men. Wait, the emperor's coming here. Well, then I'll, we shall double our efforts. Well, for your so I hope so. It, I think it's that guy, but I can't pull his name. All right, who's who else wants to give it a shot? I, I will. Feel bad. I feel bad because I'm reading Return of the Jedi right now, and I just passed <laughs> the chapter, and I'm like, I don't know that dude's name. So, so you just uh, started the book, right? Because wouldn't that be early in the book that it's announced? Yeah, it's right at the. It's, it's like, in his notes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is in my notes, but I won't cheat. I'm just gonna be like, I don't know, and I'll just let Marie guess. I'd say Ozil, but I know that's not it. 
That's not no. awesome. It's uh, Moff Gergerod. Gergerod. Yep. See, I was going to uh, go with yeah. your instinct. Go with your instinct whenever you're trying Ger-ger-beans. to. Gergerod beans. Gergerod. <laughs> he looks like um, Fraser's brother. Oh, he kind of does. <laughs> That's I've always always saw him as as that Niles. So, so uh, <laughs> crazy Niles obscure, crazy obscure. Next time you watch it, tell me if he doesn't look like. Do you think he looks like that? He's related well, to David Hyde Pierce. Yes, that's yes. <laughs> he, he might be too. All right. So uh, next question was uh, I think if I'm going the right order, um, where did director Krennic find Galen Erso hiding with his family in Rogue One? This oh my is a hard. God. One. At the planet, right? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, found him at home, so that's easy enough. I didn't even know this one. <laughs> I don't or, remember the name the of the ring, planet. The Rings of Kerfeen or whatever is where is is where we go next. In the, or, no, yeah, that's, that where that's where we find Andor. That's where, that's what I mean, where we find Andor. But what the heck oh. was that planet that they never, did? They... I've never even heard of the Rings of Kerfeen until I got that Star Wars Outer Rim board game. And it has Rings of Kerfeen as one of the big planets in there that you can go to it shows it on the movie so you've watched the movie right yeah it doesn't matter i watch movies i don't take notes on movies like well, no so, ryan it neither, says it on the trust screen. me neither do i that's the only reason i know it because that's one of the few movies where they sort of tell you where you are and because they drop there's printed words on the screen that say rings of caffeine or whatever uh, it reminded me of that place in the marvel um where the collector lived at yeah, but but I, I at that remember. point, movie, does it but... say where – does the movie – Ricky, does does anyone remember? Does the movie Rogue One say Probably not. what planet I don't remember it's about it. to land on? I don't think so either. It just yeah. it just shows us that ship dropping out. It's a bit of a – instead it's of a that, – that's all – yeah, that's always the um, 50-50 bet. Is it a, a Star Wars movie? Does it open with a pan up or a pan down? And I well, think that was that one, one of my questions that you guys didn't pick. <laughs> oh, I think that I think that one opened opened uh, differently, or I, I didn't win that one. Oh, geez, can you guys hear the? What yeah, what was it? Was, it was uh, Lamu, L A H M U. Oh wow, never seen yeah. that printed or heard of that anywhere. Yeah, really, that's the planet they was they live on. Yeah. That was yeah, from Star Wars Insider. It, I got that. Wow, question. I think that it was is the... a deep deep cut. Yeah. Well, now you know. Okay, but I think it was in the novel, but I don't remember. I don't remember ever seeing it like on the screen. Hmm. It might have been in those books that they had that showed like you know, Andor came from this planet and Galen was. On yeah, the yeah, it might have been in one of those. But I remember, I remember reading it in the novel, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So next one was, uh, I think this was Ryan's. Who tried to murder Boba Fett while he was healing in the back of the tank in Book of Boba Fett? Mr. Kersantan. Yes. I'm say he's a big, big hairy guy, right? So if you didn't just, get that one, <laughs> just found him. I, I don't care for the the boxed uh, version, but just found him on clearance at Target. Mm. Apparently, the, uh, imp- the Empire is attacking Ron. <laughs> what is that, Ron? Is it a tornado alarm or a fire alarm? It, it's a, a fire siren uh, type of oh. a small town that still has him or whatever. Sounds like one of those crank oh, ones. Goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. It's just circling around and screaming. <laughs> trying to record, guys. If you get it wrong, then the siren goes off. Okay. <laughs> All right, then this was Stevens. What color lightsaber was Anakin given during the rescue on Geonosis? Steven in. Steven? Are you Steven. there? Can you hear me? He keeps cutting Steven... out. Did Steven leave? No, he's there. Hello? He's in meeting. Oh, he's there. Not there he is. He's looking up the answer. Um, Keep dropping out. Uh, green. Yes, it was green. Yes. Yay. Yay. 
It's just a guess. I have no idea. <laughs> it wasn't blue. I knew it wasn't going to be blue or purple. Obi-Wan's was blue. It was going to be yellow or green, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was either going to be green or blue because uh, the only purple one was... Uh, was, Mace, uh, Mace. Yeah. Okay, I did have one that you guys didn't. That's a great that question. I'm sorry, when things finally shut down. That, um, how many of you knew it versus guessing? Because I, uh, I, I think that's a great it. Star Wars question. Is that you're right? He's given one because he lost or didn't have it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, isn't that true of Obi Wan as well? Isn't he? Aren't they both? Yeah. Throw he sabers? gets a blue one and then Anakin gets a green one. Anakin gets the green one. Yeah. So yeah. Obi Wan's only right. ever fought with blue. Has he ever fought with a green? Anyway, that's a great, great Star Wars question. Wait, didn't he have a green one on Saber, wasn't it? One? No, Qui-Gon had a green one in Episode 1. Right, has he ever used anyone else's? Yeah, did anyway. he have to get a new lightsaber or did he keep that one? Hmm. See, we need to do a whole podcast sometime on, on Saber Hilts. Yeah. And where what because if you start doing the start doing the the the, the Ryan Fields in-depth tracking of, of, of timeline and where the <laughs> heck these things are and and truly paying attention, we need to do a whole podcast on it on where the heck about Star Wars uh, lightsaber hilts for sure. We did, do have, we did have a conversation once. I remember I was talking about uh, how you, where the switches were for turning them on and off. And no, I'm not talking about their. Yeah, we did definitely did that one. That was a good one. But I mean, oh. their actual, their you know, where they are, where they come to be, where we think they are, what happened to them, all that good stuff. Because they're they're just scattered. Okay, one one final bonus question before we all go, because we should all be able to get this one. Um, after they're crawling New Hope, what direction does the camera pan? Oh, what's the guess? After the crawl. Yeah, after the crawl, what direction does the camera pan? Doesn't it pan? No, it pans down. It pans down because it pans down it pans from down. the. Yeah, it definitely pans, pans down. down. Planet, isn't it? And then the. Yes, uh... it pans down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we should all know this one. Right, yeah. I was I like, was... yeah. I was like, it pans down, right? I was it totally is different in that. movies. Yeah. Totally. Gonna oh, say Ryan, that. Ryan, no, you didn't. You didn't have that one completely. Um, you wouldn't have bet the house on that one. Wow. Yeah, pans down, you see the planet, and then you see the Star Destroyer flying overhead. Somebody only has 499 viewings in. <laughs> no, it's confusing on the phone. When you tell someone, oh, swipe to the picture to the left, do you swipe from left to right, or do you swipe right to left? Like, when you go down on your phone, you swipe down to up. You're swiping up to go down. Like, everything's confusing now. So it's the words are scrolling up in New Hope. So is the camera moving down, or is the camera also moving up, or is it scroll? Or are the words stationary in space, and it's scrolling <laughs> down words to get to the planet, or is the words on the screen scrolling up on your phone now? Go the planet pulls up like it's a. It's the whole thing you can unfold, man, and it's probably getting a little too deep since we gotta go. So I won't. Well, <laughs> this oh, and too early for your philosophy, you man. <laughs> this and more is what you can come to expect from future. Star Wars. <laughs> hey, it's been an absolute blast chatting Star Wars with you like-minded folks. It's absolutely been great. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, anybody that's new to listen to, subscribe, listen to our past episodes. We do this all the time. So, <laughs> and uh, happy Star Wars podcast day to everybody. So, yep. uh, happy Star Wars podcast day. Goodbye from me. So, bye. Goodbye Ch- from Ryan. Scroll up. <laughs> Cheers. Stay safe, everyone. Marie. Goodbye. May the force be with you, everyone. And goodbye from Stephen. Hello. Uh, goodbye and have a nice <laughs> cup of tea. 
<laughs> Alright. And we will see you next time. May the force be with you. I'll have to chop some carrots. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> oh, switch off. Be sure to follow us online. We're at Facebook at PSW Senate. Join our Plus 20 Star Wars Facebook group where we all are in there interacting. You can find us on Twitter at PSW Senate. On Instagram, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. And on TikTok, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. The Force will be with you. Always. Gentlemen, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. You got me. Good morning. Hey, Ron, if you see that picture that I just posted, I've been collecting those little cutie cups, and they're like, uh, you're supposed to put them around your wrist. They're, but they have Mike Marvel and Star Wars and Harry Potter and Disney. But those are the Star Wars ones. I've gotten a Vader and an Ewok, so I just put them on a microphone stand. <laughs> see, I saw a picture of like a DJ booth. Let me pull, try to pull that up here. Yeah, that's quite a work. Yeah, they they uh they're supposed to go around it like you know little kids walk around you can put them on your wrist. Ah, uh, okay, I think I have seen them. Yeah, but I put them on my uh my mic. <laughs> supposed to let um, everyone know they're being recorded. According is that a Padme Amidala uh mask. Mask, yeah, that was from uh, my daughter. Got uh, she needed a gun, uh Padme's gun for a Halloween costume, and it came with the old. I guess it was from back episode two, um, and it came with the gun and the mask. Really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Blank stairs. Yeah, she walks around with it on uh, being creepy and, and trying to be funny. <laughs> Hello. It's so weird. Hello. Hello. Who's that voice? It's me. It's me, Margaret. <laughs> Are you there, God? Steven's here. Hey, Steven. Hello.
Hello, Chancellor. Hello. Hello, 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 folks. You hear hello. me? We'll yes, probably we get. We'll probably end up not going long, but ending up filling up the content. But if we if we if we don't, whatever, we could also chat up the excitement for Star Wars on TV. I kind of remember yeah. that being a bit of a thing. Okay, well, I was just thinking week. we have those. We had those three events, but I also remember well the Clone Wars. I also remember the Clone Wars was kind of a big deal. Oh yeah, the movie just because we weren't didn't think we were getting anything i don't remember why it was a big deal i just remember it because it was star wars in the theaters and star wars in the theater hadn't been happening oh, i guess we should touch up add that as one of the in theater stuff huh and rogue but, one but <laughs> it, well rogue one yeah uh, was rogue one That's our first one. what was our first jeez this is terrible what was our first out of line out of out of you it was know, rogue, not, one. Yeah. rogue one was first yeah yeah, Rogue so, One, yeah. Last Jedi, Solo. That might be a little better than Clone Wars, because I don't think, Ryan, do you you didn't have any ties to the Clone Wars, and maybe it'd be Ricky and I. Um, Steven, I guess, maybe, Mary. Um, yeah, I, I don't did. know. I remember I didn't being for it. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah, I think it still deserves to be touched on. So, yeah. I mean, if it came to theaters, yeah, let's touch on it, even if I didn't see it. I didn't see it in the theater, but I, I mean, I saw it later on. I, mean, I didn't see the OT in the theater. Touche. Yeah, touche. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. Honestly, I can't remember if I saw the original original in the cinema or not. I saw the special edition in the editions in the cinema. Yeah, I twenty did years later. The, yeah, the original. Well, that's what we're going to chat about. So interesting. Yeah. Mm. Stephen, really, you don't? Th I'm the only one that's seen the OT in the. Well, no, I might have. I just don't remember. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember anything. No. Were you? Yeah. Did you? No, I only saw Star Wars because my mom was not a big like Star Wars fan. It wasn't a thing with her. And then by the time uh, Empire and Jedi rolled around, there was like nobody who would have taken me. So you're like a rebellious teen. You're like, I'll go myself since you don't like it. And no, I'll... because I was I was five and eight, so that wouldn't have worked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sneaky feeling I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. I kind of remember that. Hmm. I think it was with my dad. I remember seeing the OT when it came to HBO. <laughs> the whole OT. I just watched it on video. <laughs> well, that's always always has been fascinating to me. The the you know people's entry point into Star Wars, how that worked. Yeah, uh, VHS at, at grandma's house, or, or somebody showed it to you on purpose, or yeah, it just for when when I talk to younger younger folks or whatever, because for younger folks to be captivated captivated by it, like 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 we are, like I am, to me it's fascinating because. It captivated me because of the of the era that it was in in the seventies, and so I'll save all this for the show. But yeah, it just yeah, I always find that uh, captivating because of it speaks volumes to what Star Wars and its story is in that sense. Because I got it in the theaters, I got caught up in the hype, I got caught, I, I got to be a part of all of that. Whereas somebody just watched it on Grandma's VCR machine speaks yeah, to well that machine. Say Ron was there in the queue for in the queue for it, and somebody ran out goes, Obi-Wan dies. Uh, and and um, Ron goes, Who's Obi-Wan? <laughs> <laughs> There's a name I've never heard before. Someone's introduction was probably the holiday special on TV. <laughs> oh, I imagine, yeah. I seem to remember just seeing loads of behind the scenes stuff on TV during the mm. summer, and that seems to be always on repeat. Yeah. They would always do every time before Star Wars. All the entertainment tonight stuff and everything. 
All right. So we're just, start. just going to watch him. No intro, all that kind of stuff. I haven't got my speech in front of me anyway. But um, no, I, just didn't do, I, I wrote an intro just because I didn't know if you were going to be able to make it or not. Yeah, so, just oh, okay. Should Fair I use enough. the British accent or should I just do normal? No, just, just uh, <laughs> read it as a special. I can't say from across the pond. I can't say my joke I was going to say. I was going to say my joke about the, the live webcam thing I was looking at, but I won't say that now. <laughs> <laughs> we can save uh well we still have next week for actual sentence <laughs> are we actually booked in for that one are we uh, i don't know it's up to you whenever you wanted to do it so. i don't think there's anything on our schedule when's, when's super bowl are you watching that <laughs> no i watched in that i think about 10 minutes of american football nothing against it i just can't get into it if, uh, if makes it, i might have to find a place to watch it man it's, they have a They've like never been there, yeah. and that's grew up. So well, normally, normally football would we played it. They play the games today. They'd be off next week, and then it would be Super Bowl. That's Sunday. true. So oh, there's it's, a it's, week break. So nothing next week. I want a Taylor Swift versus Eminem Super Bowl. To be honest, <laughs> there's a big football match actually next uh, Sunday. No, I just said uh, we're off next week. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing, Stephen. I'm teasing. No, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> No, no, whenever you want to do so the, what's, the actual... What's interesting, what's your big... What's the big match? A normal matchup, uh, regular season between two big rivals, or is it gotten into the playoffs or whatever happens over there with soccer? What's next week for you, Stephen? Well, playoffs aren't until uh, January, February, March, April. I'm just sort of like... Uh, Not for May. a while yet. Okay. Sort of May the so this playoffs. is just a regular season big match between rivals? Yes. The red team versus the blue team? Close. It's the red team versus the uh, reddish team. <laughs> Two reds. Uh, my, my alliances are, are difficult if they're both red. Curses. Yeah, it gets a bit difficult. Um, okay, so uh, you're gonna you, you slipped in the intro then, pre-recorded of you, Ricky, or are we just? Uh... No, I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah, oh, we haven't on. started yet. So we're yeah, we're just... right, go for it. You're on. Right. Ready?